Okay, let's start the show. It's July 31st, 2014. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. Uh, seated directly to my left, as always, Norman Chen. Hello. Uh, how are you doing this morning, sir? Uh, a little tired. We. It's been a for the week after Comic Con. This has been a busy week still. So all of July has been incredibly busy. Yeah, it turns let me, out. Let me look in August. Still busy. It's not as bad though, because at least we're not doing daily builds through the entire month of August. Or not. I don't think so. I That's think we should stop that for a little bit. I think we should give it a month off and then come back. Or do another month. Fast. I think, I think months. Strong. Months are strong. You know what you're getting into. Jeremy Williams holding a, an, a black iPad. What the hell did you get a black iPad mini for? It looks beautiful. Why would I, I have a white black? one? Why would you get anything but black? If you want to watch something on it and you'd like to have an invisible bezel around the side. I watch well, text. Will reads. And so for reading. <laughs> so and, that expands and, the whiteness of the page. Yeah, I like to be like assaulted big, by the white. It's like a bigger screen. Yeah. Yeah, no. I get it for the video. You, you always bet on black is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, space gray. I'm trying to pull up the show notes, and I, I forget how to do that on this thing. Uh, Google Drive, as we've talked about, is one of the worst apps. It's shitty. Shitty. Sorry, Google Docs now. Docs no, but you need Drive to get to the Docs. It's super dumb. Right, it's various things. Like, if it's a spreadsheet, you need the Sheets app. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they broke it out, so I guess, so they get up. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about that anymore, because people got really upset. Here is... I had an interaction. So, so this morning, sometimes on Thursdays and Fridays, Norm and I get up at the crack ass of dawn, ass crack of dawn, truck over to Adam's shop and record episodes of Still Untitled. So that so we're because we're trying to get enough of a backlog that we can maintain Still Untitled through their uh, Australia, New Zealand trip, which is, I think, five weeks long. Is Adam a morning person? Oh, he gets Adam's an anytime early. person. Is that he's right? up late. He's up early. He's, he's, he's up late and then also up early. He just doesn't need that much sleep. Famous people have unstoppable <laughs> reserves of energy. This is the thing. Um, he uh, naps. He does take a nap in the middle of the day. If I could take a nap in the middle of the day, my life would be measurably better. Um, like the Spaniards. <laughs> Span- man, Spaniards and French know what's going on, man. The French just say... I, I sent an email to a dude in France a few weeks ago and I got the the vacation reminder that was like, I'm not here in July. Fuck off. I'll maybe answer you when I get back. I think siestas are the better way to go. Do you think that the midday nap? We the can mid, start doing the midday, that. Midday, 30 minutes. We establish, we establish our own rules here. Infants know what's up. Yeah. They do. Some people don't think of siestas just like they're working in a shop and the shop closes and they sleep on the floor for 30 minutes. I think that's a, I, like I loved it in preschool when you rolled out your little bath mat and laid down, took a nap on the floor. The cot. No cots. The they, cot with the, the, the stuff that made of the canvas that your hair sticks to. Fancy, fancy preschool. We just had we literally had ba- mom went to Kmart and got a bath mat. Mine was green. The floor. Yeah. Hipsters can sleep on their yoga mats. Um, a nap is supposed to be worth twice as much sleep to your brain. Well, there's an optimal time for na- optimal duration of napping uh, based on your REM cycle. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, you want to you want to wake up uh, in the between cycles at the um, uh, moments at, after the close of REM sleep. Right. But the trade off there is that moments after the close is at the least interrupted time. You will feel the most rested, but you will also not remember your dream. 
Mm-hmm. It's more likely to remember a dream if the dream sequence is interrupted. I'm fine uh, not remembering up, dreams. Oh, no, I love remembering dreams. My so dreams. You get the start, being startled in the mid-dream is when you remember the dream. What kind of most. dreams are you having yeah. that you're fine not remembering them, Will? Uh, lots of frequently spiders. <laughs> Gina says, I wake up screaming about spiders about twice a week usually. Jeez. Oh my gosh. I don't even mind spiders. I'm not afraid of spiders. I like don't actively hunt down spiders, but apparently my dream will yeah. terrify the spiders. <laughs> wow. Um, my dreams are all about fighting ninjas. I sometimes dream that there are snakes under the bed. <laughs> And then when I put my foot down, the snake is going to bite me in the heel. It's really dark. Yeah. 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 Um, so we were over at Adam's shop this morning. After we did that, I went and got another cup of coffee. And then I went and got gas in the city, which I don't do very often. And and I pulled up to the pump. And as I'd, I'd already gotten out, stopped the car. And I saw the sign that said, card reader broken, go inside to buy gas. And I realized that I don't know how to do that anymore. Mm, like that is mean? a transaction. I don't know how to I like want, manage. I want to buy. I want to buy exactly twenty dollars worth of gas. No, no. I don't want to buy. I want to fill it up because I want to, the maximum amount of time between having to stop at the gas station again. Like this. Is, to be honest, the appeal of electric plug-in cars to me is that I would never have to go to a fucking gas station again. <laughs> yeah, you just no run, run out of battery power in the middle of the right. highway. No, 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 no. You plug in every night. Fine with doing that. I do that with my phone and my tablet. No problem. That's true. You know, with the uh, the gas, and I deal with a lot of gas um, management from a car, not body gas management, uh, driving Both, back think, up actually. from Comic-Con, because I drove this giant Penske vehicle. Uh, a moving truck, van. A, a, 16 oh, yes. a 16-foot van, mm-hmm. uh, truck. And there are things, I've never driven one for that duration before. Um, on the freeway, there are signs that like trucks here. Does that car count as a, like, you know, a trailer truck? You it's, you it's can not, if you want to go into the gas like the gas station with the eighteen wheelers. Not the gas station. Some like sometimes on freeway like, trucks must go to the right. No, trucks no, you trailers. don't. No, I'm a regular car. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why you don't have to go get weighed. Those exactly. are for tractor trailers. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it was like it's twenty. It's at least a thirty gallon tank on that thing, which is crazy. Was it diesel or gas? Just gas. Okay. It was a Ford. Um, and well, Ford makes diesel cars it, too. It was a Ford 350. Okay. With a, it's a pickup gas, truck. A pickup truck with a big trailer on it. Um, I got like a hundred dollars worth of gas and they cut you off a hundred dollars at it, the gas stations. I've had that happen to me. And it, it was weird because some gas stations did 100 and some did 99. Yeah. I've had, I've had, I think I've had like 50 or something. Once. Right. It I wouldn't like, cuts it off right there. When we drove to Vegas in that big, in the, in the molester van all those years, I frequently had the cutoff then was 75 bucks and that thing had two tanks. So you would fill up one tank and then somebody else would have to fill up the second tank because they wouldn't let you use your card twice. Um, but the point was uh, cars that we have, as we've known, have the indicator. We talked about this in the podcast where you get the emergency, light, the, the close to empty light. It turns on and you maybe get a sound and then maybe you have 20 miles left or 50 in my car. Yeah. And then even below the gauge, because it's an analog gauge. You have a little bit of buffer. Mm-hmm. It's an old Seinfeld episode. It's an old Seinfeld joke. Now, are electric cars also designing their cars to give you that type of same they have to be. buffer? Yeah, they have to be. And how accurate are those gauges? Super duper accurate. As accurate as they want. Yeah. <laughs> There's. This is a situation where more accurate is probably worse than less accurate. Probably you want it to tell you you're fucked well before exactly. you're actually yeah. fucked. Which right. is how in, in the gas cars, they do. They tell you you're fucked, and then you you get to zero in the bottom of the, of the dial, and you still have maybe 20 miles, because they, you know... You have half a gallon. You have, so yeah. you have 10 you miles, You have your emergency. Probably. Yeah. But I think electric cars won't give you that extra I think they have buffer. to. I think they I think, they I think must. They must they'll, they'll give you the warning at yeah. 20%, like your phone. Yeah. You get a 20% warning. It's 20%. What's zero? It just turns yeah, but, off. But the penalty... So the thing is... 
with a phone, the penalty for messing up and running all the way out of battery is that you can't take calls or know what time it is for the rest of the day. For a car, the penalty is for an electric car. The penalty is that you have to have the thing towed and have the battery charged again someplace for a gas powered car. The penalty is that you destroy the fuel injector and you have to spend a few hundred dollars replacing or repairing the fuel injector. So or fuel pump, I guess it's it's the fuel pump that you burn out. So. Like it's it's most cars, as I understand it, when they detect that there's no fuel coming through the line, just turn everything off so that hopefully you don't burn out the fuel pump or whatever it is that breaks when you run out of gas now. And then do and then there's a button you press to restart that when you fill it back up again. Do electric cars also have will they have like low power energy saver modes? Will that be a feature where like we'll shut off everything as you get close? No to power zero. steering. Like no power, no power, your no, no AC, turn off, right. no AC, all the lights turn off and they just like stretch that mileage, everything to the wheels. That's smart. So like, yeah, I think so. It's, I hope it's so. something that we just never have to have, have had to deal with. You know what I've taken to doing is when I fill up my car, I, um, I've, I go back into the driver's seat and I turn, I turn it on to the AC position of the, of the, you know, because you're trying to blow up the gas station. I don't turn on the engine. That still counts. You're making electricity go through the car. You're going to kill us all. So, but this allows me to watch my fuel gauge go up so I can, I know when it's going to, when it's time to get out. So I can do whatever I have to do, Jeremy Williams, with the proper amount of time. You really? are you are living That's, on the edge. You, you need to know you 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 can't, you can't watch the the uh, kettle like you, the no. b- boil. The, like you, I thought, Norm to, was crazy. You but have this is bad. This. Wait, have wait, to, wait, wait. Okay, so so walk through the process. You get out of the car. <laughs> you, you turn the off. You, you turn off the engine. Yeah, of course. But you flip it. Ha- like you turn on halfway, so you just get the radio and the AC. Exactly. And then you fuel it up. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. No, yeah, though that is a terrible idea. It works perfectly. You, you, the, it's not that it's the one time that it doesn't work that's going to be explosive and bad. It keeps me on schedule. I can then. But ger- you can't. You I, can't I then just can browse phone? my email. It's like having a countdown timer to when I'm going to be full. The microwave. Why don't it's, it's like wonderful? Why don't you just stand by the gas pump like a civilized human being with your phone in your hand, looking at your phone, you, and I, then when it pops, you're like, oh, okay, well, back in the well, pocket. Also, don't like do, when do you uh, gas up your Jesus car. Jesus like man. at 50 miles or 100 miles or when it's empty. When it's like, uh, when you, like yeah. you ride until the edge. Of course. No, no, you no, should leave. You, you should leave two quarter, gallons. Last quarter. Yeah. So you should know that you have you know 12 gallons of gas to fill. Yeah. And use. The, that gauge so on the actual yeah, gas station that, that's what i used to do <laughs> and it was still but there's something very satisfying about watching oh the God. fuel gauge rise when you never get really see the fuel gauge move and this is it only goes the bad direction right except when you turn on the car i'm telling you try this and you'll be a converter but but the or problem dead. is yeah you're gonna explode <laughs> the gas station don't, Sparks, don't electricity. I'm no, sure no, I, don't, I won't do that. Don't listen to this at home. This is a terrible... Jeremy Williams is not a role model. I'm sure 5% of everyone who fills up their gas tank forgets to even turn the car off. And no, nothing bad happens. Gina what? did that. Gina did that once where I like got out of the car to fill up the tank and she just... It's like, hey, the air conditioning's off. Get I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to kill us all. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, people used to leave the car running when they were filling it up. Like my mom had this Cadillac yeah. that had oh the the gas tank hole. The, the cap was underneath the rear license plate, folded down. You just unscrewed the back, jammed the, the thing in there. You pulled into the full service station because that's, you know, you know who's going to get out and pump their own gas in 1976, 78. Chuds. And the guy who was filling the tank would smoke a cigarette <laughs> while the car was still running. That's, that's iconic. And the thing was hanging out of the <laughs> that's back. That's iconic. See, now that's a bad idea. It's living like Don Draper is what it's like. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't even know. I didn't know how to buy gas inside the store, though. That was the point. It's been so long since I bought gas from a human being yeah. instead of just the robot that I, I was like, I want to fill it up. He's like, well, how much is that going to be? I was like, I, well, uh, soon I don't know, like 70 bucks, maybe you know 50 bucks, 50 the, bucks on the dot. Do you not interact Perfect with the bank teller? What? Yes, of course. Teller? You say, hello, I'd like to deposit some money or yeah. hello, I would like to get well, a cash check. A form? No, fuck no. You just now, go- now they charge you for that. It's like, how many bank teller visits do you get under your bank plan? Wow. Yeah. See? You, you, you need to get baller checking because then they don't charge you. <laughs> Who offers baller checking? Baller checking is any of the big banks. You have to carry baller checking. <laughs> baller checking. What? Wait, what? I, baller I have, checking? Uh, look, my credit card, my mortgage, and um, and I guess that's it at this point. My, oh, my CDs and, and investment banking, all with one bank. Will. Baller checker. I get checker. baller checking. <laughs> so Will, the, the, so A, they don't, like, listen, they a, don't charge a me for checking. It's mutual ad which no longer exists. And it's Wilson. I have baller checking. Washington <laughs> mutual. It's only a matter of time before somebody comes out with baller checking. This is a great idea. <laughs> you don't. I don't have. I don't pay Kanye fees. Is first on the list. <laughs> Listen, I don't Sign pay for, fees. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I all that overdraft protection and all that bullshit that I never need anymore. Cause I know how to balance a checkbook now. That's all built in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my my savings account earns extra interest because you need a huge minimum balance. Then right. It's not that you need a huge minimum balance. It's that you. I do all of my banking with one bank. Well, yeah, but most people do that. I, I understand, but also because we run all of our finances through the credit card, like all of our monthly payments and stuff goes through one credit card. There's got to be a trade-off so for you get, baller you get banking. Points. I get, I get mega points. Mega points, but also 1%. because I have all my savings and stuff there, two okay. percent on groceries, and my income is above the right threshold because I live in San Francisco, where it's fucking expensive to live. Yeah, then then they give me like super duper status for checking. It's called baller baller, baller check. Just go to the teller and be like, hey, I want baller checking. <laughs> you should do that, and then they're gonna arrest you and throw you on the ground. <laughs> um, uh, baller checking, yo. I hit fifty dollars on the fucking dot. I just want to celebrate this. My perfect fill up was exactly fifty dollars. Totally full. I didn't need to turn on the car and risk death and watch the gauge or any bullshit like that. I almost don't believe you. It never stops. I took a picture. It never stops on I the took, penny. No, I stopped it except on the, the penny. Except okay. if you're, if it's a cap. Well, if you the, prepaid. Yeah. Except if it's like a hundred dollar cap. Yeah. Yeah. I have receipts of hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. They stop it automatically at those price points because gas and tennis shoes are the two things thieves will buy, you know, quickest mm-hmm. with stolen credit cards. Yes. I got, really? I got a phone call. I got a, I got a, a credit card phone call because they're like, you, you bought too much gas this past week. Like, no Do you think they could look at the fucking map and be like, it's every 200 miles from here to San Diego and well, back? No, it could also be stolen. Oh, it, it was it was not legit? It, no, it was legit. It was okay. legit. Okay. Yeah. I one time had... I had some fraud last week, though. Had my card stolen at a footlocker. Like somebody... I bought a pair of tennis shoes and they swiped it for, once for the footlocker and once for them. Like they swiped my card at a point of sale retail location. Really? Yes. And then the, went on a road trip around the Bay Area with my card. That was bad. Wow. Someone yeah. recently, uh, I think it, was, it wasn't actually malicious, but someone at a retailer maybe mistyped someone else's credit card number and typed mine in. So they put a hold in that, you know, how they do a reserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was $2,500. What was it? What did they buy, Norm? Sniper rifle. <laughs> sniper rifle lenses of, of uh, t- uh, scopes. Nice. Sniper scopes NSA in Michigan. Has, NSA has your number now. Awesome. Uh, that was fun. Anyway, uh, news? Should we talk about news? I don't know. Da, 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 da. News music. Um, 
I didn't put these in any kind of order, so it's all over the place. DisplayMate really likes the Surface Pro 3 display. Ray Sonora over at DisplayMate does, uh, I think, probably the best testing of LCD OLED displays in the in the world. That's this display right That's here. That's what I'm looking You're at right looking now. At, it's, it's the really best display he's ever seen. I did some photo editing on ever this. Ever seen. I don't know about that. He, the headline was, I didn't read the whole article because it was get Those things, if you want to get in the weeds... Go read one of those reviews. They're they're intense, mm -hmm. but um, he said it was a really good display. That's the that's the takeaway. Do you agree? I agree. Uh -huh. It is a fantastic display. Yeah. We'll talk more about the Surface Pro and in, in what we're testing because Norm's been testing it extensively. I believe. Okay, just not gaming. No. Um, there's a couple of new video game subscription services. Several actually. EA has rolled out a EA subscription for Xbox One. So you can get for $5 a month or $30 a year access to the EA Vault, which right now consists of FIFA 14, Madden 25, Battlefield 4, and Peggle 2. Plus, you get a 10% discount on all EA properties on Xbox One, including DLC and in-game currency. Uh, and you get early trials for upcoming Xbox One retail games, such as Dragon Age and next year's sports games. Do you think that this is a good deal, Jeremy Williams? Well, yes. I'm a fan of the subscription things because they expose you to games you otherwise wouldn't have played. Okay. Uh, how much is it? $5 a month or $30 a year. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's half off if you buy the year. No question. I So it's unclear to me whether once games are in the vault, are they in the vault forever? Probably not. Probably only until your subscription lapses. Well, no, no. I mean, I understand that. Oh. But, like, will Battlefield 4 always oh, forevermore right. be a free-to-play if you pay for the service? Free if yeah. you pay for the service. Yeah, it's it's it will be Netflix where they take things off yeah, and right. put things on. What, how does PlayStation Plus do it? PlayStation Plus, you get it's two free games a month. You download them. Once you add them to your account, they're yours as long as you remain a Plus member. Yeah. As soon as you disconnect then you lose access to all of the PlayStation Plus games. But in order to get those games you have to download them within the window. You have available. to go you have to sign yes, you have to jump in on the window yeah. and get them. Maybe it's like that. So the question I have is like for Battlefield 4 do you get DLC or do you still have to buy DLC? That's unclear. Yeah. Seems like you still have to buy DLC, which means that presumably you could spend money on DLC for a game that you will no longer have ability to play at some point in the future if you stop subscribing, which like to me feels super weird. Yeah, but you don't know if that's the way it's going to be. So. Well, the, 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 the understanding I have now is that that's the way it is. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. And for a game like multiplayer-only game like Battlefield, or essentially, I mean, I know there's a single, but a game that people play multiplayer, not having access to the DLC or having to pay for that in addition to the subscription seems weird. Although I guess 30 bucks a year is a pretty good price for access to base level. I, I don't even know. I don't know how I feel about this. I haven't jumped in with Xbox yet. I, I'm thinking I might as soon as my kids With get gold? At all. I don't have oh. an Xbox One. Oh, okay. But as soon as my kids get into the motion stuff, maybe they'll want to connect and, and there'll be something that we want to play. Yeah, I wish that like that Sesame Street game was out for Xbox One because my, my daughter would be into that now or close to it. I don't know that game. Double Fine made a Sesame Street game. Oh, wow. Connect for okay. 360. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I'm. The neat thing about the trials, I guess, you get early trial versions of retail games, so basically demos. Uh, your 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 progress will carry over. Oh, which seems nice. Yeah, like that seems the way like demos how demos should work, but like, they never do. Like shareware. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, shareware. I mean, with shareware, you were the full game was there. You just had to unlock it. Sometimes with the yeah, code. Yeah. 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 I I just this, this one you're just streaming. Given the the fact that the games are Battlefield Two, Peggle Two, Madden, and FIFA, like I wonder how long it'll be before 
like if the, the next Mass Effect game, like what's the release window that it's at retail versus when does it get added to the vault? So do I just wait three months to play that or is it that it shows up after, you know, Madden's been out for nine since Xbox One launch basically now. Uh, same thing for FIFA, I think. Or I guess FIFA came out earlier this year. I, I just don't know. Like I don't know how long. It depends on what the window is. There's a bunch. I have a bunch. Of, I have questions. Yeah. I don't know that I feel okay about this. What's the other service? Uh, Sony is today uh, starting an open beta for PlayStation Now, which is the the game streaming service that presumably is based on Gaikai, um, and it's uh, timed rentals, PS3 only titles for now. So this is the answer for backwards compatibility. It's unclear whether they'll let you. Like whether you can eventually use that as backwards compatibility for PlayStation 3 so I can go play games that I bought on disc for PS3 on Gaikai. Um, and it eventually will come to the PS3 and the Vita and the Vita TV as well. Uh, but it is timed rentals, no subscription service right now. So I guess I said there were two subscriptions, but really only one. I was lying. Sorry. Right. Um, the, the rentals are timed. It's $3 for four hours, $6 for seven days, $8 for 30 days what? and $15 for 90 days. What is this like 1995? That's nuts. I so much, I can kind of see the $3 for 4 hours. Like <laughs> what if you want to play something like obviously you're not going to download like a Final Fantasy game for 4 hours. You, that makes no sense. I think people with baller checking can understand $3 for 4 hours. But, but Wow, your general consumer, pricing. that's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. for not much time. But what if you're talking about a game that's like a four-hour game? There are a shitload of four-hour games the out clock. there. And there's a lot of cutscenes. Like, does that include... Like, Fast all, forward through the cutscenes, man. All the loading time and everything? Yeah, it includes everything. I know game developers want to pack in a lot of action the first you know, first ten minutes to get gamers uh, interested, but four hours is not a lot Guys, of time. Guys, they're thinking about adding a $1.99 tier, too. <laughs> Eight minutes. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it, it's really clear that the sweet spot that they're shooting for is that six bucks for seven days. Right. So, I mean, I guess having the four dollar yeah. option makes that six dollars option. That's that what much it's there more for. Appealing. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Congress, it's just. It makes it look like a value. Yes. It's to make you not feel raw. But and the thing is, they couldn't go to eight hours. Like they couldn't do three bucks for eight hours, which like because this is time played. It's not it's not it starts for and then you have four hours from the time of purchase. Oh, I didn't understand that. Yeah, no, it's 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 time in game. Is that true for the for the eight day one or whatever it was? The, I the, no, it can't be. It can't. That can't be. OK. And See, maybe that's, maybe that's actually inconsistent. You know, when you say that, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not time in game. Yeah, I think it's like a ticking time. Ticking clock once you once you uh once you load it up. That's what I thought. Are you guys ready? One, two, three, launch. Four hours. I know you feel so speed runs only. That's what I would feel like. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get pressure. specific pricing <laughs> yeah. information. Hundred <laughs> titles Stop available. Stop lingering on that cutscene. Read the text faster. Um, there's a press release. There's a th how many titles? There's a lot of titles. Hundred titles available. Subscription style access in the future. As is a pilot service for compatible Brabia TVs, as well as Asia and Europe. Um, Have either of you ever used this Gaikai service? Nope. I haven't either. I remember when it was announced, along with that other one that was for PC games. Uh, on, on, live. Live. on Live, which got resold, now it's, re it's relaunching as its own separate service. I have service. yet to try it, like for real at home. And I'd be, I'd be very curious. Did, Did you try the other one, on Live? No. On Live was I mean, heavily marketed. 
it was a supposed to be a big deal, and then of course fizzled. Kind of shitty because uh, they couldn't get their business model working. You had to pay for a subscription service, and then in addition to paying for the subscription service initially, buy games. So you pay like whatever five bucks a month or five, uh, relatively low, to get be a member yeah. that lets you get access to watching video streams and and demos. But then you still in addition paid full price. To get stream to stream, well, Batman Arkham City, and they had technological problems too. Like they were running one machine per streamer, and that's expensive. Which was at its at its best. Does that technology work? Yes, yes, yes. But there's latency. There are some games that are never going to work. At its best, you could plug in uh, on a MacBook Air, you know, run a high quality PC game, Rage. and you and plug in a gamepad and and. and play you can play a shooter you, yeah it has that low enough latency to play you know not not a competitive shooter but they were demoing at ut when uh when it first really? launched and you know that was when they play. were running the servers in the booth with the demo though i don't know about that okay um but you know it obviously didn't work out uh they did eventually move to a model where you could get uh all you can eat buffet style for a subscription plan mm-hmm. um <laughs> but you know I think you're right. Point now. I think it's, I think it, I don't think it's game time. I think it's, they don't say in the press release. I can't find any clarification, but I think it's that you have four hours from when you on press the clock and on the clock, yeah. the real life clock, not right. the game clock. Um, the they game say they're experimenting clock. with pricing too. So my hunch would be that that expands out a little bit or they get rid of that $3 one. Could you imagine Steam offering a subscription service? God, I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. No way though. It's too many. I mean, Amazon's offering a subscription service, right? Amazon has Kindle right. Unlimited, right? Is what, isn't that what they call it? Yep. Um, but it's it's only it's, it seems like it's only Amazon published books, which is all of the self published stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is interesting because I don't know if a lot of the people who are self publishing books realized that that they were rolled into that by default. Um, mm. So that means and, all the like the mm. Hugh Howey books and stuff like that is is and presumably Fifty Shades of Grey and that kind of stuff. It's all fair grant fair game. We'll see what that does for their revenues. But, you know, maybe maybe for those indies that aren't getting a whole lot of downloads, I'm talking about games now, yeah. on Steam, maybe they would like that. Maybe they'd get a yeah. few, you know, dollars that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. And, yeah. and exposure. And, and if there's programming, like that type of subscription stuff where you have enough of a subscriber base, and Steam can then do, you know, programmed game nights where everyone, let's all play this game. Yeah. And get people actually trying stuff. Yep. And that increases their social stuff, which Steam, I don't think, is doing a great job with. Or has not been That'd doing be cool. Well, and the other thing that opens up is the opportunity to do stuff that that may be a little bit more like free to play, but isn't necessarily. So like if you look at if you look at a game like Planet Side 2, which is a free to play game, basically they have thousands and thousands of people who play that game for free that serve as that make the scale of that game work. Because they're never going to get enough people paying to play like an MMO type subscription to support the people who are working, playing at the high level. Right. And plus they can also be, I mean, the, you take the league of legends model where a subscription service or a relatively cheap service, or even a free service unlocks new, a new game every week. Mm-hmm. And then you play it that week. And then the next week it's another free game. And if you want to buy it and continue playing, you got to pay for it. I love this idea. I would I, say I, it's like how league of legends where, you know, you get, you get to try the hero. Mm-hmm. And then, if you want to buy it, you buy it. If you want to continue playing with it, I'm sure Gabe Newell is a listener to your podcast. Absolutely, I think they have business guys who have done the math. Gabe's too busy making knives and playing Dota. Um, the Amazon thing—we touched on this a little bit. It happened last week while we were while we were off. Sorry, we missed last week. By the way, we were at Comic Con and just didn't get a podcast out. There was no time. Um, 
the as part of the dispute with Hatchet, which is one of the big publishers, uh, Amazon's not promoting their books on on the site and stuff like that. And and Hatchet wants more, I think, a bigger cut or more say in pricing on the store. Um, Amazon is basically saying, look, if you sell books at nine dollars and ninety nine cents, your revenue will increase at a certain percentage uh, and the amount of money you you lose X percentage of margin on the sale. But the the increased volume outweighs the the increased number of sales outweighs the revenue lost per copy by a substantial margin. Um, and that this this whole selling ebooks for fifteen dollars thing is fifteen to twenty dollars is literally just to protect the dead tree business that is eroding more every day. So you might as well fucking lean into it. Um, I don't know exactly how I feel about the whole Amazon hatchet, Amazon Warner Brothers. Is it Warner Brothers having problems with? Like the Muppet movie wasn't available for pre order. The new the Muppets that's the second Universal. Um, well, it's Disney too, right? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, they had the same problem with uh, Lego Movie, which is Warner Brothers. Yes, yes, it is. So, anyway, uh, let's roll into Uber's bullshit ratings. Norm, what's your Uber rating? I didn't. Never what's check. your passenger rating? Never check. I'm four point nine. Oh my god, Jeremy, what's your Uber passenger I, rating? I don't even know. I didn't know you could do this. So, so explain to Jeremy. <laughs> this happened in a flash. If you weren't on the Zeitgeist on Twitter, when Sunday this, when night, it exploded. Man. Oh, Sunday night. You know what I was doing? Driving. No, that was that was Monday night. Oh, that's right. You know what I was doing? Processing photos. Processing photos. Um, I bet you were. The 784. Is that right? 784. I looked at every single Thank one. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple that were kind of naughty. <sighs> yes. But yeah. They, they do the pose. Yeah. Uh, Uber. So what happened Sunday night? So on Sunday night, somebody posted a way to use JavaScript, console, the JavaScript console in Firefox or Chrome to access data that Uber does not make publicly available to users. Oh, so, no. oh, this is so interesting. For example, when you uh, hit an Uber, you Uber looks at the drivers in your area and gives you presumably the highest rated driver that's in your area uh, that's available. Yeah. Or, the sh- or the shortest distance. Or the shortest distance yeah. away. And they have something. 10 seconds to choose whether or not to take you as a fare. Yes. That's how long. I didn't know that. That's good to know. So they, they ex- and then for over a year, like we've known that the Uber drivers can choose. Uh, we've known, we've can known. choose, you know, whether to accept the fare or not. Yeah. It has not been secret that Uber drivers rate passengers as well. Yeah. Like, so when you finish your ride in Uber, you, you, before you can get another ride, even if it's like two weeks later, it says your last ride cost $15. And how would you rate this driver? And you you have, have to, to give a rating. Yeah. Right. If the we've known for a long time that if their rating, if the driver's rating drops below a certain threshold, which I think is in the vicinity of four. Like if you're rate, you don't see Uber drivers with a rating less than four. At least I don't. Because, you know, baller checking. <laughs> um, you have you have. Uh, like they, you do, you shouldn't give Uber drivers anything less than five unless they're fucking terrible. Is the way I look at it, because those guys are are you know doing a job. It's a kind of shitty job. We gave, but they're nice. Three, oh, really? At Comic Con, these guys went and run circles. I only we, give we, ones we, or fives. Yelling, he would not even listen to the the GPS that was telling him where to go. And we we're trying to go across the street, basically. 
Ones or fives. Anyway, that's my rule on Uber drivers. So Sunday night, somebody posted a thing on Medium that was like, here's how you find out what your Uber rating is. Open the JavaScript console, paste this code in, reload the page, boom, and it pops up with your email address, your name, and your Uber passenger rating. You have a rating? So the drivers rate you. Everybody knew you had a rating. At least so. if you paid attention to Uber, you knew that you have a rating. Paying attention is to this Uber. still available? Does it still work? No, it does not. It stopped working first thing Monday morning, of course. Right. Um, people went bananas on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Because people had low ratings? No, because everybody's like, it's another way to measure the size of your electronic penis. I'm a 4.8. I'm a 4.9. What motherfucker dropped my rating from 4.5 to 4.9? I'm going to find him and burn his house down. Oh my God. It got crazy. It's like wonderful. Super fast. It's great. Um, I have a 4.9. That's all I know. That's not bad. I feel and, like that was okay. And you said yours is low, lower than that. I don't Nor know. Doesn't know. Oh, you don't know. He was no wasting idea. his time with Comic-Con photos or something. I don't know. Right. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... You didn't know about this either until it was too late. Oh, no. I saw the, the tweets. Really? Did not care. You didn't care? Did not care. Oh, I would have been I was all over just this. curious. <laughs> did could, uh, that's, not care. That's, that's, could not have cared less. Catnip. Um, Especially, it was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to mute everyone. <laughs> uh, NFL player tracking RFID tags. I don't know what this is. Norm type this um, NFL 17 stadiums next year uh, is going to support RFID tracking of players and referees. So players in their shoulder pads mm-hmm. will have <gasps> RFID sensors this- and you'll get telemetry data on speed, direction, momentum of is players. This, is this a concussion thing? No. Or is this for just... Fans. More, 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 more data. So does it let you have like the MLB play-by-play thing that you get on the website now for football games? And maybe it's something you have to pay for additionally, but they're testing it. So wait, could you get this in Madden? Like, could you watch a game unfold in the game? You mean, could the data from the game be be dumped into in, the? In it should. There's no reason the not. Right? It's just positional, though. Like, it would be pretty rough. Are right? they putting yeah. an RFID on the on the on football? The no, on the football. They should. <laughs> That's great. Fucking. But how does that laser work? in I, on that? With thing. every RFID I've ever used, I have to be within an inch of the of the scanner. That's why the stadiums, only specific stadiums, will have right. the scanners built into under underground. They're going to put enormous oh microwave God. transmitters really? on all sides of the stadium. That's so, so safe. You're going to go in. You're going to feel a little warm. <laughs> your skin might tingle a little bit. And maybe your vision will go a little hazy. It's fine. <laughs> you're the baked potato. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's it pretty makes cool. sports watching the people, the data nuts mm-hmm. that much happier. Um, well, it's interesting because football is one of those games that like, like you can't there's box box scores for baseball work because there are a, there's a limited set of player actions that can happen in any given moment. And it, it stops and starts in a predictable and easy to notate way. And they also don't tally things like how high he jumped when he caught that ball or whether he dived or something. Right. And, and it's just did everything. You, yeah. Lots of variables. It's interesting. Is it three dimensional? Like, will I, you know how, how far off the know. field they are? Not sure. I'm sure we'll all be. There'll be lots of promos for this on TV this coming season. I bet we'll see bananas replays and stuff. I bet what they'll do is license Madden to do CGI replays of player movements. I don't see why they can't just do all that with, um, you know, like some sort of newfangled connect. Just do it with video or lidar, lidar yeah, scanning lidar, non- yeah. nonstop, yeah. spinning in the middle Maybe. of the stadium. Put a QR code on the top of their helmet, not either shoulder pad. <laughs> On the, the edges of their hands, and like have sixteen. Augmented cameras. reality. You go in the game. You put on your augmented reality glasses, and you get player, get above the players as you're watching their names. Yeah, like you can track them. That would be great. 
That, I, I mean, with this, you can. You with can, the RFID, you can absolutely, they could absolutely develop a augmented reality glass system where as you're watching the game oh. in real time, mm-hmm. you see their names and their stats above the player heads. That would be very And someone cool. would program that. Yeah. But if you could do what Will's saying and reproduce the game virtually, you could do it in VR and go, yeah. on, the, go on the field with them. Yeah, like, like hover behind them. You get third-person live football. That's what I want. I want to go to the stadium, you put on be, my goggles and my headset. You, you could be the ball. Perspective of the ball. Spinning. The spinning was a terrible idea. They shouldn't have done this. No, I'm so dizzy. Catch me. No. Oh, it was a terrible idea. Uh, hey, you want to hear something cool that Verizon's doing? Uh, yeah. They're throttling unlimited users' data, LTE unlimited users, who are accessing high... Um, traffic cells. So uh, if you are a Verizon customer who has one of the grandfathered in unlimited data plans for LTE, the LTE spectrum only, uh, and you use, you're in the top 5% of users, when you connect to a high high traffic cell, a cell that is currently experiencing high load volume. You mean like a cell tower? A cell tower. Yeah. Then they will throttle your connection. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. I think that sounds perfectly reasonable. As a non-Verizon, as a Verizon non-unlimited plan customer. That's so, that's funny. So, if, but if I am in a... Haves and haves not. If I just haven't been using the internet a whole lot lately, I'm not in the top You're not 5%, in the top 5%. Then I'm unthrottled. Go nuts. Interesting. I feel like... Unlimited's unlimited. I, however, with a shared network like a cell, cell network where everybody pulls from the same pool of bandwidth that's in the bubble around that tower, then... Build more towers. There's only a limited amount of spectrum. At some point, you reach a point where more towers doesn't do any good. They're not saying, by the way, Norm, that you can download less data. They're saying you can download your speeds are going to suck. Yeah, Yeah. so it's still unlimited. It's still unlimited. I guess. These have to offer you your service. Devil's advocate. Yes. I'm like I feel like on a if you're talking about like point to point. If we were if if theoretically cell data was a point to point connection where everyone shared, there was no sharing of data across across cells in an area this would be ridiculous right but since in the real world where we live everybody who connects to one cell shares the same maximum pool of lte data that's available i'm okay throttling people who are hogs so that the people who are just getting text messages and yeah. emails continue to have a decent what about service the it's the same idea for cable because we're all sharing one yeah. cable connection yes i'm okay with throttling hogs on cable too so, well then but the verizon and cable company in this example uh, are the ones who decide who the hogs are. So what Verizon and is what, saying, the, I think the problem and if is it's relative top five percent, and that's that's even worse. It's not even absolute. Here's the problem: is that they're not throttling the top five percent of metered plan users. Like if I'm an eight gig month metered plan user, and I use usually between five and six gigs, which puts me in the top five percent, they should be throttling me as well. But they're not because I'm not on the grandfathered in plan that they're trying to get rid of. Wow. Hmm. So they just want people to get on the meter plan. They want to get people on the meter plan. Well, they, they also make money if you go over your limit. Not, but that that's that's the least of the... But if they let you use more bandwidth, you'll reach that limit sooner. That's, that's true. Yes. And they're hoping you do. That is absolutely true. That is a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, anyway, the FCC is pissed. They're saying that it might be... Uh, Wheeler is the FCC chairman. Tom Wheeler, is that right? Sure. Might as well be. Uh, is saying that this might be a violation of the 700 megahertz block C spectrum sale terms. Remember that a few years ago? I think that was when we were still at Maximum PC when Verizon bought, when Google and Verizon were fighting over access to what had became Verizon's LTE band 
and basically Google forced Verizon to agree to terms that said anybody it's open network. Anybody can connect to it. You can't filter it. You can't you can't limit it, which is why hmm. you can do things like like AT&T can say, yeah, no, we're not going to let people FaceTime over LTE. Verizon, you have no choice. They hmm. have to let them. Do right. It. Um, uh, I, I Yeah. I mean, if the spirit of what Verizon is saying is true, I mean, this is also a situation where the interpretation is very vague and Verizon could be saying one is clearly saying one thing and probably is meaning another, meaning that they're using this as an excuse to drive people away from unlimited plans. Um, I don't know. I think telecoms all suck. That's the takeaway. And it's all temporary. I mean, eventually compression bandwidth, it's all going to balance out. People are going to have as much as they need. That's what I think. I don't think that people are ever going to have as much bandwidth as they need. Yeah, that I I just I think that that's a six hundred forty k is all the memory you're ever going to need. Jeremy. Yeah, I know, but that eventually became untrue. But now we more or less have as much memory as we need for the time being. I think we're probably going to have as much bandwidth as we need. Who knows how long it'll take? Six G. Maybe maybe another decade or LTM. two. But I think we're going to be all right. Um, Oculus DTA 2 teardown by iFixit reveals a Samsung panel inside. Also, no, there. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. More specifically, yes. when iFixit took apart the DK2, and we'll talk about DK2 in a little bit. Because we've been it's testing the it. The actual Samsung Galaxy Note 3 panel says Samsung on. It's like as if you took the panel out of the phone. Out of the phone yeah. with all the markings that says in top Samsung and just put it in the Oculus. I don't think. I'm not super surprised by that. Samsung manufactures that panel, right? It's it's like not even special like it's not even we're not talking about just the panel we're talking about like the, the whole piece. You no, know, I know it's probably cheaper that way. Yeah, why not yeah. do it that way? Then they don't have to build their own electronics and driver board sure. and all that it's, stuff. It's, it is a Galaxy Note three. That's why they signed that that Samsung deal, right? But well, that's not confirmed. Okay, um, presumably, presumably that's why they signed that Samsung. It's deal. why Samsung will also make their their own cardboard. Car, yes, Google Cardboard made by mm. Samsung uh, for Oculus Rift. Um, it's running at seventy five hertz. The panel the, is. The panel is. Is that uh, what the phone runs at? 60. Okay. It, well, so, it's also running with a, a low persistence thing, which yes. the phone doesn't do. Right. Right. So extra extra hardware. Uh, um, we'll, we'll talk more about the DK2 and what we're testing. Right. But the, the iFix also showed, uh, the Teardown also showed 40 LEDs, IR LEDs. Um, and How are they distributed? Pretty evenly. There's actually an, a photo of the uh, using IR camera. So you see it actually lit up. Oh, is that's it, cool. Yeah. I love that stuff. Huh. So yeah, it looks like they're all in the anywhere that the shell covers basically. There's but that a, the coolest thing about this photo is it tells you where you can put a sticker. Oh, that's true, right? Because oh, nice. it tells you because it comes with it, a thing that says don't, don't put stickers. Because people used to put like, Google, Google eyes, eyes yeah. and other things, and now right don't put you could be a cyclops. You could pretty right safely. there one big Google eye yeah. right in the middle <laughs> top. Except that's actually that's a battery cover charger or not oh, the, the, the port the cover case. charger. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But that works. That still works. Yeah, I don't need access to that. Yeah. So put a put a Google sticker there. Perfect. That's 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 the that's the, Oculus, the outside the, the box Oculus logo. Channel. The logo one is, eye. is one, one eye. One eye. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny for a for a company that's all about 3D stereoscopy. Yeah. Um there's more Comcast Ryan Block fallout. Remember did you hear about that? Yeah. Did we, did we, we talk we, about we this? We played it's, a clip of it 2 weeks ago. Oh right. Okay. So if you don't remember this, Ryan Block, a friend of friend of the site, Ryan Block uh, and Veronica Belmont tried to call and cancel their Comcast and they got a guy who just wouldn't wouldn't take, please turn off my service for an answer. Um, and Comcast had issued an apology. Uh, they issued an apology. And then 
I lost that. I lost that post. And our, our oh no, here it is. Takeaway was we were hoping that Comcast would address their internal. Uh, their call center practices. So we heard some stuff. Yeah, we heard an official apology. Um, we heard uh, stories about like grandmothers calling to cancel Comcast and getting the same treatment. You know, the normal, normal kind of follow on stories for this. I also got a couple of anonymous. They're not anonymous letters, but they had to be anonymized. People who work for Comcast doing or claim to work for Comcast. Let's be clear in this type of call center or in doing call center management for Comcast that said explicitly our call volume to cancel has decreased dramatically following the publication of the story. I know. Are they so better deals. So huh? are they offering deals? No, I'm just saying People heard this and were hence afraid to call to cancel. So the pub, the widespread running of this story has had the exact opposite effect. That's crazy. And fewer people are canceling Comcast fewer because they people? are afraid of this. Oh my God! Right. But did we two wanna, people, two different emails said get, the same I wanna, thing. I want to call to get better uh, the best deal. Yeah, they'll always offer you a better deal. I, I want to get a better. Let's deal. Let's do it. You want to do it live right now? I can pipe the Skype through. Let's do it next week when I have my. Information and we can have proper way to mute we can me block when I you. say, yeah, yeah, when I okay, say my personal okay, information. Okay, we got to not do it. Hold on, I don't think we can do that in California because it's a legal wiretap. That's so. What? <clears throat> yeah, no one's gonna care. If I get a better deal, I'll be fine. I don't want to get. I don't want to go to Remember, jail. As as we, they hear, would trade me like currency. As we hear, that'd be great you have for the tested. issue with prison and currency. Um, as we hear them Look say, this, this call may be. It's modern. not orange is the new black in men's prison, man. <laughs> It's not all like crafts and electronics and shit. As we hear them tell us that this call me monitored, we will also just say over that, yes, this call is also monitored too. That's oh, okay, totally. You You're not yeah. a lawyer though. So you went to law school, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Norman no. Chan, Esquire. We'll be fine. Um, I want a better deal. There is, and then after you do yours, you can do mine. Uh, here is the memo that Comcast sent to employees after the incident went viral. I'm going to read it in as much as I can get through. Special bulletin customer interaction policy reminder. Comcast is, this was on the verge. Comcast is committed to delivering outstanding service to each and every customer. It is our goal to ensure that every customer with whom we interact has a quality experience. I wonder what Ryan would say about his quality experience. Each encounter we have with the customer defines Comcast in that particular customer's eyes. Favorable interactions yield favorable impressions, and unfavorable interactions yield unfavorable or negative impressions of the company. Capital no C. No shit. Therefore, we require that all employees refrain from any form of rude, inappropriate, or unprofessional behavior. Please remember to treat all customers with the utmost respect. Recently, an unfavorable phone call into Comcast has been circulating on the internet. Our senior vice president of customer experience for Comcast Cable posted the following apology on our company's website. Comcast Voices blog and spoke directly to the customers. Action required. Please read the statement to customers below to customers for this particular call. We are embarrassed by the way our employees spoke with Mr. Block and Miss Belmont and are contacting them to personally apologize. The way in which our representative communicated with them is unacceptable and not consistent with how we train our customer service representatives. We are investigating this situation and will take quick action with the overwhelming majority of our employees work very hard to do the right thing every day. We are using this very unfortunate experience to reinforce how important it is to always treat our customers with the utmost respect. Action required. If you receive a call from the media regarding this incident, please refer to the media inquiry policy to transfer them to your local media contact. For more information about the customer interaction interface policy, please view your employee handbook, blah, 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 blah. This policy may be visible to internal employees only. All others should use their local policies or speak with the training teams for more information. They 
they didn't ever say, they said, don't be rude, but they didn't say, hey, we, we know you've listened to this. Don't don't fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Or which one of you jerks did this? Right. Which one of you idiots we know. did this? Yeah. Hey, hey, knucklehead. Uh, I, I just I just I, mean, I wish that 30 Rock was still on TV. Because I would love to see the 30 Rock Alec Baldwin take on this debacle yeah. next season. Anyway, so anything else on Comcast? You guys are both happy Comcast customers. Oh, no, you're you're uh, I am. You are. All I, all I have is Internet, but you don't have a video. You I've know, I've seen you, an increased number of Comcast at Xfinity ads saying how helpful they are for moving. Oh, I'm sure. They're the only people who help you with moves. There's, prob- a, there's an ad where a, uh, a young lady calls all her friends to help mm. her move, mm-hmm. and all her friends are in, like, in weird places or unavailable. It sucks. And then guess who helps her move? Looks, help makes her moving experience easier? Comcast. Comcast. All right. There it is. Jeremy, you, I think, are, your new house is in an area that is serviced by Astound, which is 110 megabit fiber. You're kidding. I've already set up Comcast. Well, don't try to cancel that. No, no. obviously I won't try now because I've heard this Ryan Block phone call. At $25 a month. $25 a month for 100 megabit? For limited time, for the first year. And then what does it go up to? I don't have any idea. It's got to be. They never fucking tell you that. They do in the small print usually. At least Comcast does in the small print. eighty four ninety five a month with cable, for cable, internet, and phone. But no TV. That's for 55 megabit. For 100 megabit. It's faster. It's more expensive. Um, I might look into it. Uh, we hear lots of good things. They like when I bitched about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, lots of people said, "Hey, if you're in San Francisco, you can get us down." I was like, "Not in Pacifica." Fiber? I don't know. 110 megabit. That's all I know. All right. That's a lot of megabits. Sure is. I don't really know what a megabit looks like, but I know I want more of them. Me too. Um, it's a tenth of a gigabit. Mario Kart has not saved Nintendo. They moved 2.8 million copies during the launch window two months, but only 500,000 new Wii U sales from April to June. That's twice what they sold last year, but a drop in the bucket. Give it time. Give speaking. it time. These Nintendo consoles always need a little time. I, dude, all the third parties have pulled the ripcord and are flying out of the back of the airplane now. Yeah, well, it's always been with when you got a new interface, you can't do cross-platform. It's kind of a mess. Yeah. But they've always relied on their first-party stuff. Just, you know. It's a first-party console. Yeah. Um, iPhone Sapphire screen. This is... I was thinking about this on the plane back from Comic-Con. Uh, Apple has, over the years, done an unbelievable job with with the logistics. And not just, not just the logistics of getting the parts that they need, but, like, building products that push the the need for components that they think are going to be important so that then they can be a year or two ahead of everyone else on it. So if you look at like the iPod Nano which which drove up demand and the and the iPod what was the little the shuffle the shuffle and the nano drove up demand for flash memory at such a massive mm. scale mm-hmm. that they were able to ramp the production of flash memory and they were able to buy all of Samsung's inventory for x number of years which then gave them the capacity to do Massive amounts of flash memory in iPhones and iPads, seven, five, five and seven years down the line. And I think that they're doing it again with Sapphire. Like if you look at the transition from Sapphire for the lens cover to Sapphire for the home button on the iPhone 5S to presumably Sapphire for the entire front screen and hopefully at some point Sapphire for the entire thing in the future. Like that is a that is it gave them a way to go from minuscule production of very small pieces to bigger production of bigger pieces to yeah. presumably massive sheets of this stuff. And Tim Cook being the operations guy, 
He's the mastermind. He, he, yeah, and he's been doing it for a long time. Um, did you watch that second video? That of Sapphire, the Sapphire testing. No, no. So we watched the first one where uh, the YouTuber. Yep. Um, he says he has a, a screen, a 4.7 inch screen of the new the iPhone 6. Okay. And did some light, uh, testing, tried to bend it, and it was very tough to bend. Did you whack it with a hammer. Which ran a ran a knife across it, and and you know he barely saw scratches. And he did a second round of testing just on the screen about the dur- uh, the actual durability. So he had never broke it. He, well, he never initially he never broke it. Yeah, and then he did a second video, which was much better, talking about the actual hardness levels of sapphire because there's a whole rating, a whole scale. Yeah, you know, diamond being hardest, and then sapphire. Calc. Uh, and then it, it, there's a whole rating system, and you can actually buy different grit sandpaper that approaches um, that rating system. It's the Mohs scale, right? Uh, it is the Mohs scale, and. When he did the testing with the sandpaper, because the knife actually isn't a great test, because the the steel or whatever is not up to that, and the sandpaper can be, he did the lightest sandpaper. It was easy to scuff with the hardest sandpaper, and even the lightest sandpaper. And his conclusion, and looking into Apple's filings for patents, showed that what Apple had actually filed a patent for wasn't pure sapphire displays, was composite sapphire displays. So that the what's likely if his testing proves true, is that the iPhone 6 display will be a composite that's mostly sapphire, but also has other types of glass built in, mm-hmm. which is why it can scuff. So, this, which so, is different from the lens lens uh, cover and the Touch ID button right now, which is pure sapphire. Uh, and are, are and, like and, on and, the Mohs scale, they're nines. Yes, they're nines, um, but using like a. a a sandpaper that's rated to you know scuff things are rated you know seven or eight. He was actually able to scuff and and heavily scratch so the like, new screen. Is Top, it, is topaz just, and quartz. Topaz is eight and quartz is seven. Most glass, quartz glass, like um, Gorilla Glass and and Pyrex and stuff like that, comes in around a seven, five five and a half to seven somewhere. Yeah. So when you're talking about what they're predicting, is it a, just a coating on regular glass, or is the glass infused with sapphire? It's, I think infused. It's okay. not. I a, think it has to be. Huh. And um, that's what they've patented. That not only are they manufacturing and they've bought sapphire production facilities, yeah. but they also have found a way to get the most sapphire, the most cost-efficient way because right. it's expensive to get it in that l- large panel. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's still, I think they're still going to come out in September or whenever and say this is your unbreakable phone. And I think if, it would be smart to say to throw in that warranty. If your glass breaks, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll, we'll replace it. That is but not if you're, not, that's not Apple's way. I think that if they, that would be a way If to they're going to say it's unbreakable, they have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they eventually did at the end of this YouTube video. A bunch of YouTubers got together with um, what's the name from Fear Factor, Joe Rogan, and they shot an arrow through the class and did shatter. <laughs> One of the what like the the thing I was thinking about in the plane was Elon Musk and Tesla and Solar City. So both of those are things that supply have been. Both of those businesses had major supply constraints in batteries on Tesla and solar cells for for Solar City. And over time, like the old way is that you would wait for somebody else to figure out how to, another company to figure out how to bypass those supply constraints. And the the Apple way and the and the Tesla way is that they just they're going out and doing it. Like they're figuring out here's what we need to do. To starting this. out small. Starting out small. And then ramping up. Like how many how many Tesla S's did they sell? I mean, sorry, the the the, the, roadster. the roadsters did they sell? A few thousand? Yeah, well, more maybe than ten. Yeah, I don't know. Um. 
and and a super small battery in that thing on up to you know shipping thousands right. but and, the point was like they bought the body the body from yeah. from lotus yeah and they really worked on the batteries and yeah. and they were building supply for the battery the whole time to the point that they're going to build a factory now for future teslas that will get them to shipping half a million units a year is i think the goal in 2017 or 2019 or something mm-hmm. like that which is insane it's crazy um, USB malware. This was an interesting story. This is the don't ever plug your USB your USB into your computer is the takeaway I got USB from this. USB everything. That's trouble because I have to do that. Yeah. Uh, don't use strange thumb drives. Don't not, use not, strange phones. Well, the, the, we've talked about the best practices with thumb drives in the past. Like, you know, if you get a thumb drive from a manufacturer or something, or uh, don't plug it into. Don't buy off-brand thumb drives. Uh, yeah, don't. And. Don't and if you're traveling, don't plug in thumb drives in other, in other countries in your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but researchers at well, uh, Black Hat conference next week in Las Vegas, and these researchers <laughs> from some security firm have shown and they developed specific malware that lives in the firmware of USB. So not even in the file system, not in the file system, not in the flash, but in the firmware that tells the computer that it's USB. Wait, the firmware on the thumb drive on any USB device. Really? So all USB stuff has an underlying like operating system that basically manages the connection. Huh. And it will live there. And so we're talking about USB keyboards that can have the, the malware. And it's not oh. no virus detectors scan for that because they just scan file system. And nobody runs virus detectors anyway anymore. Sure. Um, and then so theoretically with this, you can, it can propagate easily. And you plug in, and it can live in your computer, and then it transfers to other USB devices. They basically reverse engineered the firmware. It's basically like a BIOS virus from, that ran um, across floppy drives from 20, 30 years ago. And it can do things like uh, tap anything USB can do, so access file system, replace keystrokes. Tap Track your- keystrokes. Mm-hmm. What um, do, do all USB devices run? Like, How, how much diversity is there in chips that run the firmware for USB connections. Is I, it just like one or two vendors or is there a shitload of stuff out there? Do we know? I don't know. Don't know. Interesting. What? If, <clears throat> so th- there's these people putting uh, these little drop things around New York City where they embed U- uh, USB sticks into concrete. Don't do that. Yeah, I suppose you probably wouldn't want to use those either. Don't plug your stuff in. It's filthy. Filthy. Would you... Would you like you? a needle. Yeah. Yeah. Use it once, throw it away. It's interesting though. Get, get a safe computer. Hook it up. See what's on there. Oh. Can can you scan for this? Is there a tool out now? Not that, yet. That will allow you to. I'm sure somebody will roll something out in three weeks. Yeah. It, it seems like this was stuff that was developed to demonstrate at at Black Hat, not stuff that's actually circulating in the wild, right? Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of the uh, bootloader viruses. Remember, you remember those where yeah. you'd get a floppy disk, you put it in, so. you forget and reboot your. No, it was more than that. It was. It was the 80s and early 90s. You forget the way they they worked, though, is you had to reboot the computer with the floppy in and that would infect the MBR or the boot record on whatever drives you had and other floppy disks you put in and all that. It was a mess. I don't remember that. I I remember the bootloader uh, copy protection stuff. That was a problem. Oh, the games kits and all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. games were installing. Yeah, right. Root kits. Yeah, those were bad. Um, I think that's it for news, unless we have anything else. I feel like we forgot some stuff, but... uh, there we go. Let's play some you, music. You didn't mention Comic-Con. I don't know if you want to. We'll talk about what we've been testing. All right. Uh, here's the music. Norman Chan. Yep. We were at Comic-Con last week. Yep. You shot, let's say, 784. I filtered those out of 1,500. Really nice cosplay photos. Um. 
we haven't talked about what you shoot cons with lately. So I think people were curious to know. Kept it real simple this year with uh, borrowed Adams Canon 5D Mark III. Okay. And then I used my 24 to 70 F2 $2,000 lens. For every shot? Every shot. How about that? All- I did bring a 50 millimeter 1.4, but I just didn't have the time or energy uh, to swap lenses. So pre- previously you carried your 6D and Adams 5D Mark III with different lenses, right? So you could swap back and I forth? I believe at last year's Comic-Con I did that. Okay. Yeah. Just, just it was easier to travel lighter this year? Much easier, uh, and that 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 camera is really heavy. The five D, super heavy. Hmm. Um, what uh, did you like? What kind of strap did you use? Did you use a strap or you free handing? Uh, um, I I use a strap, but it's I mostly freehand. I, I carry it because I give shoulder bags, and okay. it's a uh, the same strap I got last year. Like that quick sling thing. Yeah, autofocus. Oh yeah, always autofocus, center focus. What what mode? Uh, shoot an average priority with uh, ISO on the five D. You can set. Uh, on most cameras, when you shoot raw, you can, or when you shoot anything, you can set your minimum and maximum ISO. And minimum ISO 100, you never go, want to go below 100 because that just fakes it. Uh, maximum ISO. What, what, hold 30, on, what do you mean it fakes it? It it does some, it, it, I don't know if I can explain this. Um, it brightens your image. That's probably the best way to explain so it. So it shoots it? It, un, it overexposes. Okay. Um. And then uh, you can cap the max ISO. I capped mine at 3200, which is fine for indoors. Uh, and then for the 5D, you can actually set the minimum shutter speed. So I set it one 125. Hmm. Oh, so that way you don't you you don't get um, yeah. uh, blurry shots. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what did you do, what do you do for post? So you, you but you don't use a flash. You don't use a monopod or anything like that. No. Um, walking around yelling out character names like before you go to Comic Con. Do you get flashcards with all the characters that you don't know so you can like yell? Because like the thing that you do when you're walking around Comic Con is you say, hey, Akira, can I get a shot? And then they turn around. You, you couldn't pose. have recognized all of no, those absolutely guys. not. No. And, and there, was, I, there was one instance where I think there was some entrapping going on. Oh, so, uh, explain. Um, I was walking down and I saw this guy walking. He had, he had some face makeup and I wanted to get the picture of his makeup, um, like prosthetics and stuff. And uh, he looks like a, like a a bird creature, like a Hawkman type creature, and is wearing in like an admiral's uniform, kind of like Adam's, um, like the like Akbar. the yeah. So I said, "Can I take a photo of your makeup?" Um, so when I don't know the character, it's I ask for a photo of their makeup or their costume, something that stands out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just it's just makeup jobs that look cool. Or uh, and then he goes, "Sure," he says, "No problem." And the actual say, "No problem." But can, do you know who I am? And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, who are you? He goes, "Guess who I am." Mm, uh, I'll, I'll play along. You're getting a photo of you. So I, uh, you look like some character from an 80s cartoon or something. Like, like, he had like feathers and stuff. Like, well, keep on guessing. Like, what is this? And like, you like a, an owl, a bird? He goes, keep on getting closer. I'm like, uh, is it like an eagle? A hawk goes, ah, now look at look at here. What are these? I'm like, those are whiskers. Goes, now what am I? I'm like, I don't know. Um, and like at this point, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'd rather not take this picture anymore. Yeah, exactly. I just <laughs> want to leave this interaction. He seems a little weird, but you know, that's when Chris, it, Math- it, Chris Matthews it, jumps it's out. A, it's a, it's a, if it's a, if he, he has a bond with the character, then I, I'm, I want to know, right. right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. He obviously point, cares. Right. So I'm like, okay. Uh, those are whiskers. Uh, is it a mouse? He's like, no, but a, a cat is yes. So I am like cat hawk, cat hawk. I was not a hawk cat. Yes. 
I am Hawkeye. That's a really obscure reference. I've never heard of that. Was, it's not obscure. It's a comic book, a popular comic book from the 80s. I'm like, well, it's obscure for me. I, I wasn't reading it back then. He goes, oh, okay. And so I take his picture and I walk, keep, continue walking. And then not five seconds later, someone, this guy runs up and he goes, you just spoke Hawkeye. You signed this release? What? And he had a, a, a note, like a, Did you a, sign a binder. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, what was that? He goes, you just talk with Hawkeye. Sign this release. Sign his appearance release. I'm like, can I see? And that's, it's like legal documentation. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to sign that. So you're going to be blurred. And then he goes, you just sign with Hawkeye. Sign this release. It was really adamant. And he kept on, and I said, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, you sign this appearance release. Sign this appearance. And, he, and then I would say no. And then he would like, had a microphone mm-hmm. and a head, like a, like a, like a secret service. And he, was, and he started mumbling into it. He won't sign it. Yeah, he won't sign it. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Put him in the and van. I'm like, whoa, you know what? I'm not going to sign any legal documents without reading them. So I'm just going to, uh, no. I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. And so I just walked away. You didn't use the I photo. Should have, I should have taken a, a photo of his contract. Yeah. Um, Why did you have to sign a release? Because there's no, it's public no, no. release for every, every all appearance there. Yes, it's public release for any, any appearance there, except for when there's some, t- I guess, for some type Broadcast of interaction. Oh. Like if there's an interaction, yeah. I think it was a, like a comedy bit. Yeah, you were, you were. Target for a. You're, you were going to be on Kimmel. 10 seconds you after careful. that, I pulled out my phone and Googled no character. Hawk cat. Named Hawk cat or cat hawk. From the 80s. From anything. Not obscure. The joke is probably, hey, can you, is people walk up and are like, oh man, I love Hawk cat, blah, blah, blah. Like get him right. to admit that there's a character that doesn't exist. Or maybe it was just a meta uh, other person like in costume as the lawyer for Hawk cat. That's possible. Right? Uh, I don't know about um, that. He wasn't a, a, a student t-shirt. That's a stretch. Like a production I'm suggesting dude. it. Um, I had Googled Hawk cat yesterday. And Stephen Colbert name dropped him in his Comic Con bit. You're kidding. He's like, oh, you can go to Comic Con as sexy Boba Fett and like a Ninja Turtle, Hawk Cat, and had the same photo. Oh, that's weird. And so Stephen Colbert might have been fooled or in on it. Yeah. It could be a Colbert bit. You could have mi- missed your opportunity to be on Colbert. I don't think he was Colbert. It probably if wasn't he, Colbert. That was, I have a photo. I have the photo and I've looked at it. And it, I don't, it, Colbert was at Comic Con, but I don't think that was Colbert. That's interesting. Um, if it was Colbert, then I wish I'd said. Oh, I saw your face. You're thinking about it now. It could have been Colbert. <laughs> there is a segment, wishful thinking. Magical afternoon at Comic Con is what comes up when you search for for Hawk Cat. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. From Colbert, there's a segment. Oh no! See that that was the That's segment the you're he talking did about? where okay. he did it. He's had images flash behind me as he was talking. Um, what uh, do you do? Like when we when my immediate we, thought. Hold on, my immediate thought. When yeah. that happened, I was like, this is entrapment for people taking photos. And there, it's about a story who people gratuitously taking photos of cosplayers. And I'm like, whoa, I don't want to be a part of this at all. That's, I had a very, I, and I was like, I had a very respectful conversation with you. So I'm glad. Like, if you even blur me out, it doesn't make me look like an asshole. But I don't want to be part of this. So um, do you, when you're walking around, do you like, do you like leave memos? Like when we go, when we went to South by and we got like celebrity photos taken of us with Adam after the South by panel, the photographers were all like Will, Will Smith. They, they take the picture. They'd be like Adam Savage tested.com. Will Smith tested.com. Norm Some Chan cameras have them built in like a little voice memo that then attaches it to the mm-hmm. picture. I assume. Yes. Right. I did not do that. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. So when you get back, you process you, what, what did you do? This Man- rolls into the next thing. Every photo. Do you load them up in Lightroom or something? In Lightroom, manually go through every one. And you have to go through how many? Like four times as many as you ended up on test. Well, I, I, um, I filter 
Because you take a ton so of I, pictures, I, take, I assume. I take every five character. of every one. Yeah. With two poses. So two, two, uh, you know, two full body, depends on the costume, but two full body shots and two portraits. Yeah. And then as I'm going, uh, as I walk away, um, Oh, you go, delete on the fly. I delete on the That's fly. That's so smart. And I take the, immediately delete the blurry ones. And then I do have, I, uh, have, I'm trained my brain to do AB testing, mm -hmm. very close AB testing. Like, okay, is I looking at me? Uh, am I cutting, cropping out? Yep. I, and then you just choose. You, you zoom in a little bit. I zoom in and then you, even if two photos look almost exactly the same, something's gonna be different. Yep. Background. This one has one person in the background that I want. This one has, you know, the, the, ba the very slight different pose, and yep. you just gotta pick one. Good, right there. And then you just, I only save that, and then I load everything on. So two thousand photos loaded, and and then pick, call from that, and then edit from that. There you go. Uh, Comic Con secrets unveiled. Everyone has their pose. That's what I found interesting. Oh, yeah. They practice. Like, and I noticed with Adam's stuff, he went on the floor knowing what pose he was going to do. Oh, yeah. Like he's got his hands up on his on his helmet. He, he I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but Adam absolutely practices poses. Yeah. Because, you know, you spend years in some cases working on a costume or at least hundreds of hours. But it's not just cosplay. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not just like you're in the role. It's like you have a pose in mind. It's like oh, yeah. you're ready for a photograph. Well, you take the time with the costume on when you're trying on the costume mm -hmm. to see what shows off the best stuff so you get the best possible yeah. display of your costume. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you, know, you also ask them to do different, you know, if, if it's an interaction, like sometimes they do, like some characters are like Mandalorian Boba Fett or... It'll be a Thor and a Loki, and they'll have like together. They'll have their a series of ex like planned interactions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You ask them to do a couple different interactions, and they, they like to play along. Yeah, Thor two, Thor one. I mean, yeah, as long villain, as it's not gratuitous. Friend. It's not like show me your boobs, right? It's not not that at all. It's like you know, I, I want to get the the prosthetic you have yeah. here. Show me that prosthetic, and I'll get close up. To the that. Pulp Fiction guys, the uh, John Travolta and oh, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, they, they get like, they were on Reddit. I don't know if you saw that, but oh, yes. no. nine thousand votes. Holy crap! I definitely got photos of them. I saw. Yeah, you, uh, your picture was better. It looked like it was almost at exactly the same spot. Like the guy standing next to you got Reddit top Reddit. Um. I'm not bitter. <laughs> you tested, you, you did the photo processing on the Surface Pro 3. I did some of it on Surface This was Pro an 3. opportunity to lead into the Surface Pro 3 part of what we've been it's testing. Long, long lead in, sorry. It's, sorry, it's, it's, it's okay. It's the, uh, high resolution matters a lot. The high Do you like it? Display. Is it, is it? How's the performance? It's as fast as I would expect a high-end PC laptop to be. Uh, I have not done games on it yet. And um, uh, this, I believe a storage on here. Yeah, I have 256 gigs. So You did the processing on this? Some of the processing. Oh, yeah. But it's faster than your laptop, right? And it was Lightroom because I Dropbox it. Mm -hmm. and in San Diego? In San Diego. Nice. I did everything in San Diego. Exporting, I did everything um, after syncing it up. I did exporting on, on both. The, mm. um, when you do Lightroom and Dropbox, do you you just put the catalog file in Dropbox, right? No. The Lightroom catalog? The smart previews and the, right, right, right. And, and the catalog. But the smart previews are in the catalog, aren't they? I think so. Maybe yeah. it's the light, the, whatever the Lightroom folder is. Okay. Yeah. So it's a big my my Dropbox. It's I like have, twenty have, gigs, right? It's massive, and there's a ton of files. So syncing Dropbox yeah. to new computers suck. I noticed. Um, I I uh, take that off with most computers. The ton of computers thing I noticed for sure. Um, we're gonna just shoot a video for that next week. That'll be up in a couple of weeks, I think. But but uh, it seems like you quite like it. The I do Source like Pro it. Three. I like it a lot. I wish Windows had better DPI management. I still don't. You mean so that you can, so, so that you, some things are 
like content windows are like the way OS 10 does it is pretty good where content windows are high, high DPI, but frame is, is scaled up. So like the tabs in Chrome are appropriate size and UI Chrome and stuff like that is right. But, but you're, you still get the benefit of the higher resolution inside the, inside the canvas. Um, you know, I have to say, I noticed uh, I was on Verizon. I'm on Verizon for phone comic con. I had the best cell service I've ever had at comic con this year. Like it worked consistently. I was getting text messages when they were sent. I was getting iMessages, which usually are the first thing that stops working. I was able to check email and Twitter and send post pictures and the whole thing from the floor. And you are in the throttled category, no? No, no, no. Oh, I'm you're not. not. Okay, well, maybe that's yeah. Fuck at work. Those, fuck those high speed guys. Those <laughs> yeah, high Joey. Guys. I mean, we stayed at Airbnb, and Joey's Verizon Unlimited, and I was I uploaded all my stuff through his phone. Oh, because the congratulations, Joey. Now you're throttled. No, it's only like it was only a gig or something. Um, I don't know. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. Hotel internet was even good. It's usually bad. Like they, they comic con upped its internet game this year. Verizon, AT&T. I, I mean, that, how was your AT&T phone norm? Did you notice? Um, did I, it was oh, you bad on one night, the party night, the party night. Yeah. Friday night was busy. Um, uh, Jeremy, you bought a 3d printer. Oh gosh. Your first 3d printer. I sure did. Well, thanks to you. Oh, you're welcome. Because I watched uh, at least some of the five parts of the uh, uh, printer butt build. Okay. And uh, ended up going with that one because I figured you guys had done the research. And after I did the research, I was like, okay, well, people seem to like it. It seemed like the best option in the, like, sub $1,000. Right. I mean, there's probably something better at like nine hundred dollars, but for five for essentially five hundred bucks and change, it's great. But I read the maker, the Make Magazine rundown, and it didn't seem like the prints for the two thousand dollar printers were going to be drastically better, if at all. Not four times as good. There might be bigger. They'll be bigger, and maybe the print speed is a little faster because their travel speed's a little bit better. Comes with a heated bed, maybe, but yeah. I don't need that. I'm happy with PLA. Because I'm going to be doing it around my kids a lot, and I, I don't want any nasty smells. Yeah. And um, the PLA is fine. The and, heated build platform does help with PLA, just for what does it's it? worth. I yeah. thought it was just for ABS. No, you, you set the, the heated build platform to 60 Celsius for PLA. It makes it super sticky and really good. Even with tape on it? Uh, with tape. Cap, I use Kapton and PLA at 60 Celsius, and it works great. Okay. That's good to know, yeah. because I have had some things come off the tape. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I have been immersed. I mean, I got it Monday. And I've printed out. Did you the, got a preassembled. The lower jaw. Yeah, he yeah the I, I did preassembled. Just I don't have any time. But um, I got the I did the lower jaw that you did of the T Rex. Uh-huh. You which, did it at a higher resolution. It still looks really no, good. No, no, lower resolution. Well, yeah, to higher micron. Higher microns, yeah. Um, and I did a tiny little robot. Uh, my wife asked for a juicer. Okay. A lemon did you juicer. get food safe PLA? Isn't it? I guess all, all it's all food, made from I guess vegetables. All, it's that's the, great. The difference between food safe and not food safe is that they make sure that there's no manufacturing residue on the outside, so like it doesn't pick up. They use food safe grease in the machine that makes the plastic pellets into stuff. Really, I don't. I don't use stuff from our 3D printer in a in a food context. Okay, well that's it's probably to okay. It's probably totally fine. Yeah, but I have a little kid, and I'm I like we spend a lot of money on organic produce and shit. Wow. So thanks for telling me. I appreciate yeah. that. Now I can, if it is food safe. I mean, this can go in the dishwasher, right? Should be able unless to unless the dishwasher hits two hundred degrees Celsius. I'm fine. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. it's gonna hit two hundred degrees Celsius since there's water in there. I love it. I mean, I'm only doing it like after the kids go to bed till bedtime, but it's put me up till one a.m. the past three nights. It's super fun. I love it. Um, I actually, I've been printing. I've been. I've upped my SketchUp game. 
I've gotten pretty good at SketchUp lately. That's that's like next week. I'm only d- printed things on Thingiverse. Well, so once I realized that in order, because the problem I always had with SketchUp before is that you you draw you, the way SketchUp works is you draw it in 2D and then you just extrude it up however much you want it, and then you can do some kind of carving and stuff like that. But I never do anything more complex. I do 2D stuff that I can draw and then I extrude it up and then I attach that stuff to each other. And I didn't realize that the way you make components, which is what you make the way you make something solid instead of just a 2D extrusion, is that you have to make it a component and then that makes it a solid object that you can export to STL and will print. Hmm. So I made these brackets for a project. Well, you'll see tomorrow. Okay. Sorry, it's on it's on the mystery object. Well, you helped me make the thing last week. The reamers. The reamer for my uh, yeah. for the game frame uh, const- assembly and did, it's did, great. Did you glue a bunch of them together? Uh, I glued one onto a handle. Okay. And it's it's like store bought. It's wonderful. Perfect. I'm so glad. Um, so I'm just loving 3D printing. How long was your printer? It's addicting. Like, like from the set, from the time you took it out of the box till you got a print that you considered pretty good. How, like you sent me a picture the night it came of you printing the fan shroud. I think yep, right. Yep. And I would say it probably four or five hours. Okay, so it's still not like out of the box in prints. No, because no. I mean, it has that the bed detector, so it, it shouldn't hit the bed, and you have to get that leveled. But then you have to offset in software where the actual hot end is. Right, because you want it to... In re- relation to that. You want it to kind of mash the plastic into the tape yeah. pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, that took me a few hours. Okay. Just because you're constantly going a tenth of a millimeter. Yeah. And then you're adjusting another tenth. And you, But you don't have to print the whole thing to know no. it's going to fail. You just print the first few layers and you can right. tell. Right, right. Yeah, but then like you know, you read people and they're talking about how you it, there's this ideal spot where it smashes the filament just a little bit so that the two adjacent layers sort of mesh together just ever so slightly, and you're kind of looking for that. That's that's it takes a long time to get there. Yeah. Although the the thing on the printer, I haven't spent as much time with the printer bot as I'd like. I might actually take it home with me this weekend. Um, the one thing it doesn't have is a spool holder. That's my next thing I got to build. So I built that. Oh really? Which yeah. one? Send me. Did you download one from Thingiverse or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was a well rated one, and it works great. Send me the link to the one that you ended up using. I will. I'd love to see that. Um, it's. Uh, I think I'm just going to build a rack that goes underneath the table. We have the printer, the maker, the the printers on. Yeah. That'll just replace the spool holders on the back of the maker bot, and and I can put a row of of plastic underneath and just feed it up from underneath the table. Yeah, I see that in my future too. Yeah. Because I've already bought two hundred bucks in filament. Well, the thing the thing that I see a lot of people if they have a fixed place that they use the printer is they'll just take a like a rod, a screw rod from the hardware store and hang it right. from either end. The problem with that is when you want to take something off or on, then you have to take the whole fucking thing down. Oh right. So it's a big hassle. But but there's options. There's a lot of options actually. Yeah, I feel like I'm a late early adopter with this 3D printing that I that I've come That's to good. this in 2014. There's, there's less troubleshooting. It, it seems yeah, it, think, se- it just seemed like things had stopped progressing as fast as they were for a few years and now we're sort of at this good point with the extruded filament that uh, I might as well jump in now, get get a feel for it and then as things progress maybe how, you know get another one in a few years. I think we're I think we're at the limit at least for the foreseeable future of FDM printing, fused deposition modeling printing, the kind that poops the plastic out, like the MakerBot and yeah. RepRap printers and all that use, at, at like that 100 micron stage. And the things that will improve here are kind of incremental. There are things, I mean, we've been at 100 micron for two years now, maybe two and a half, since the Replicator 1 came out. That was the first like widely distributed uh, uh, 0.1 millimeter printer that I saw. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah, I, I mean, I think we're in a good place with that stuff. And the PLA is really good. It has it's neat. I I like ABS just because it's what I started with. I'm more familiar with it. But the PLA has some interesting properties, and you can do much steeper overhangs and stuff like that because it cools faster and and it, it doesn't shrink as much when it cools, so it doesn't pull apart as easily. Um, I was super excited. My son, my seven year old son's really excited. I'm about sure. It. Yeah. So I mean, he can't wait to get into. And make his own stuff. Well, you should get him uh, download like the the one two three D sculpt and those kinds of. Is things. that the best for kids? I I mean, it 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 is an analog to using clay. Okay. So he knows how to use clay, right? Yep. He, you can kind of do clay like stuff with it. Obviously, not with using your hands, but you can kind of push and prod and pull and stretch and all that stuff. I'll and check that's, that out. That's probably a good place to start. I would think. Okay. And you can export STLs from there, which is the Sweet. lets you print it and whatever. Um. Let's see what else we've been testing. Uh, I took out the 3D Robotics X8, which is a quad with eight propellers, eight motors, eight propellers on it. It has four arms, two motor, four motors up, four motors down. Uh, and I took it out and flew the weekend before we went to Comic-Con for the first time. And, well, second, I, I flew once in the backyard and almost crashed into the tree that's 80 feet over my backyard. And I was like, I'm not going to fly this out of the backyard anymore. It's too scary. To make it clear, this is a $2,000 copy. It is a $2,000 quad. We might have to return. Does this. it have all the stabilization features that the Phantom has? Yes. Okay. So that's the thing I realized is once I took it out and actually flew it, I misunderstood the the you just like with the Phantom, you control the the button placement. You control how it flies with the switches, like what what right, mode it's what in. What mode it's in? Yeah. And I had it in the, I want to call it. Uh, they have a bunch of they have way more modes than you have with the phantom and one of them is basically like it holds altitude but it it gives you much closer to a free flying yeah. control like so if you have a helicopter license you want that mode maybe if you if you grew up, if you know how to fly rc helicopters like the right. kinds that don't have stabilization and yeah. all that stuff You're probably good. that's better for you once I got in the right mode, it was actually a little bit more conservative even than the Phantom. Like, of course, you can go into the firmware and adjust all the variables for climb out, climb rate, and all that stuff. Um, but I, I took it out, and once I took off, I put it in the scary mode again, and it's super fun. Like, you can go really fast and mm. like swoop and do big. You know how the the Phantom kind of descends and ascends slowly. Well, the Phantom has all, firmware you can add that. Unlocks yes, all that stuff too, of course. Which I, I will never do. I'm good. <laughs> it turns out the like the stress level of flying the Phantom or flying the X8 when it's in the safe mode versus the stress level of flying this when it's in the the scary mode yeah. is it's it's a whole ratcheted up level. Um, so I went out to a soccer field near my house where there's nobody around. Took off, flew around a little bit. I didn't have the, I don't have the gimbals on it yet. I haven't put the gimbal gimbals on it yet to mount a camera. I didn't have the FPV stuff because you use, like it doesn't use an app. So you, you have a second monitor. Yeah. And I don't have a second monitor to connect to it yet that runs on battery. And it, it's just scary. Like it's, it's like I hadn't appreciated how kind of soup to nuts all in one that Phantom setup makes it. Um, I was flying it without telemetry. I was just flying it like it was a straight RC thing because I, I brought the wrong. I didn't bring the right USB cable to plug. You can plug a telemetry radio into an Android tablet or phone and get like the copter's altitude, mm. airspeed, GPS coordinates, place on a map. Uh, you can put waypoints and stuff like that in if you want to break the law and, and fly autonomously. Um, 
I, it was, it's super interesting. Like it is really, really neat. And the neat thing about it is you can take it apart and fix it much easier than you could with say the Phantom. Like we got a set of spare parts for it that will let us like, should I blow out a motor? You can take a motor off, put a new one on. It's ready to go. Um, that's pretty awesome. It's you neat. Won't have to it's send neat. It in and was that we don't send it in and wait eight weeks. Yeah. Hey, you know, good. I had to send my Phantom in and wait eight weeks, but they, did not charge me. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Great service. And was that your fault or their fault? The crash. Oh, totally my fault. I thought it, I thought you had the 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 descend bug though. That was not a part of the descend bug. Oh, okay. No, I was testing. I was that was what I was out testing for. But when I flew directly into a big rock face, that oh. was totally my fault. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always never fly behind you, Jeremy. Don't just don't fly near me. Honestly, I don't want you flying. I don't want you anywhere near me when I'm flying that. The the neat thing about the X8 is it's a lot quieter than the Phantom because the eight propellers. I assume. Oh, that's a lot less noise. No kidding. Seems like I would have thought it made more noise. I would have thought so too. Huh? We're gonna go out tonight and try it. We're gonna get just a little bit. And you want the eight for lifting power because theoretically we should be able to hang Norm's SLR or their Black Magic Cinema Cam on the bottom of this thing, or like a kitten, or a kitten. I wouldn't. Let's call it taco. Pizza. Oh, that's safer. Yeah, a bag of burritos, maybe? Can I deliver a bag of burritos to your house from my house, Norm? It could be Johnny Appleseed for burritos. I bet I could. I bet it's illegal, and I shouldn't do that, but I bet I could. Like you don't charge money for it. Or fly over populated areas. Good point. Yeah. Which are free pizza. everything between free you and pizza me. delivered by George. No, officer, it was free pizza. Yeah. I'm just going to land it on your on the porch, on your, on your bedroom exactly. window, a sack of burritos. <laughs> What yeah. could possibly go wrong? Yeah, children, get under the beds. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, go out. Burrito Fairy's here. Norm, you have 20 <laughs> seconds to get outside. Um, and then I'm going to come pick up the quad because the battery will be dead. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was my weekend. Oh. Yes. I don't know. This is totally off topic. But um, I wanted to let you guys know that the uh, automatic in my car, you know, the thing that mm-hmm. tests yeah. test your I driving, how, whether you I accelerate fast or whether you Brake too fast. Fitbit for your car. They added a feature where yeah. it allows you to add emergency contacts. I don't want to be your emergency contact, Jeremy. I want to make you guys my emergency, two of my emergency contacts, because wow. I know of all the people I know, you guys will get it done. <laughs> what's it? What's in what, what scenarios are the emergencies? I imagine that I'm in a wreck and unconscious and my phone will call you. Like a misery scenario. And you guys will stop whatever you're doing, 3D print a jaw of life and fly it out to me on a quadcopter. And, okay. And you, so I'll, the car you knows when the car is broken. The whole time. This is a lot of responsibility. Do we have to take your kids if something happens to you and your wife? Well, gosh, yeah, it's possible everyone will be in the car. Now, that's really sad. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like, this is a grim, this is a grim request. Because my wife was obviously going to be one of my emergency that contacts. Seems, that seems appropriate. So I need a safety. I'm going to make you guys my contacts. I'll be your safety. Thank okay. You. I guess I'll do that. Thanks. It also works on Android now, too. Every mo- Finally? It's just now? No, a while ago. Okay. Um, hey, there's one more thing we've been testing. I think all three of us. Oculus. Wow, talk about like the most like baller, like pretentious. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Everyone, 100 percent of people in this room right now own Oculus DK twos. That's true. That and have it. and have them, have them set up and have and, developed squat. Uh, I submitted a project title. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Tested. I have a. I have an app that lets me project a video feed on the inside of a sphere in Unity and look around, but the video feed isn't 3D. You have it's a Unity a Pro license? No, no. I did it before the, oh, the, okay. gotcha. in the, for, like when the DK1 came out. But you have to recompile. 
I, my app is not up to date, nor will it be updated. <laughs> so uh, DK2 has been released. Uh, when we were at Comic-Con, every Oculus booth there, and there were like five setups that had Oculus Like Alien Isolation was there. Alien Isolation had a bo- big booth where you walked inside an egg and you played Alien Isolation. Uh, Legendary Pictures had one for Pacific Rim where you were inside a Jaeger. For the game? Um, I think for the... I don't know why they they promoted. Uh, I, I read um, about that. Uh, Did you try it? Game, no, I didn't try any of them. Uh, X-Men had one to promote the uh, the X-Men. It was called the Cerebro Experience. And so you sat in a wheelchair and you got to use Cerebro. And Game of Thrones was there with theirs. Um, they all used DK2. And this was before. Huh. The, did you watch our video at Comic-Con where we saw the shipping notification yep. on the first night at Comic-Con? That actually was on Reddit. What was that? It was in the Oculus. Oh, really? Yeah, but people people got excited about that. That that we were freaking out. Yeah, that we were at Comic Con. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Um, and then um, they're all that's where all the DK twos were. All these all these promotional companies got DK twos before the actual so developers. There really is an inner circle now. They're, yeah, yeah. Because I guess Oculus. Because remember, Oculus didn't work with HBO for the experience because they the didn't want the standing. Thing. The Game of Thrones thing at, for the tour because they wanted a standing experience, and Oculus wanted sitting. Um, but for all the promotions at Comic Con, all I think had inside connections with yep. Oculus. Um, anyway, uh, well, it's, but it's in Oculus's best interest to make sure that when it's that close to shipping, to make sure anybody that's showing Oculus to thousands of people at a big event like Comic-Con gets the good experience. Yes. Yes. And they want to come and but they must have had it early because they, they had to develop for the yeah. K2 uh, with whatever, you know, the SEK was at the time. So uh, we got ours and we'll talk about it next week when we do our video about it. Um, what do you want to talk about now in terms of what the experience has been like? So it's, it's pretty rough. To the, say the least, the, yes. as the current state of the software, I mean, just normal disclosures apply. This is not a consumer product. You should not, we should not have bought this. This is for developers. <laughs> um, but the SDK, as it was when I installed it the other day, when Monday, when it came, uh, didn't. So one of the things that I didn't realize is that DK2 supports their new rendering system, which basically says if you launch a game and you switch it to Oculus mode, the game should look at the system and say, oh, there's an Oculus connected. It doesn't have to do the bullshit with the second display and all that stuff that you had to do with DK1, where essentially the Oculus showed up as a secondary display connected to the computer and had a whole other desktop on it. It should just pick up the Oculus, connect over to it. And you won't have to deal with multiple desktops around all the weirdness that that entails when you're dealing with the game. Uh, but because the Oculus has a different or a different resolution, it uses 1080 by 19, 1900 instead of 1900 by 1080. So it's a portrait or resolution. 1920. 1920, sorry. Uh, you, you, um, you can't, that, 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 that handoff thing didn't work. It doesn't work right now for most of the stuff I've tried. I don't know if you've had the same experience. I don't know which mean, which one you mean. I have to run it as an extended. Yeah, you have to run display. it as an extended desktop yeah, right now. Right. And previously what you would do, because when you run it as a desktop, you can only see like a third of the screen in the center yeah. because of the way the lenses work. You would just mirror that desktop onto your main monitor. So you could launch everything from the mirror desktop yeah. and then put on the glasses when the game starts and everything's awesome. Because the resolution's weird, you can't actually do that. At least I can't because my monitor doesn't have the right aspect ratio to show that without shrinking down the Oculus display too. You can't mirror. 
it, you can't mirror. It could be a, a third it could, monitor. It could be a third monitor, yeah. a second monitor, or whatever. Yeah. But you can't mirror, which means that, and since most games don't run on anything but the primary monitor, right. frequently I'll have a situation where I'm looking in the, like one eye of the glasses, trying to drag the window into a place where I can see it. And the maximizing. And then maximize or maximize once the game launches. And it's, it's, a, it's super rough. Also, because the SDK is kind of j- jacked up, the the service that Oculus runs to handle that handoff prevents games from launching and detecting the Oculus there or the motion tracking being on. So in order to get motion tracking and stuff like Elite Dangerous and some of the other games we've tried or, or anything. Stuff, or old stuff not made for DK2 yet. Um, or even stuff that is made for DK2. You have to kill processes. You have to kill processes and kill the process that launches the process, which is a shitty experience. So it's, if it's, you didn't buy an Oculus, week. it's okay, Yes, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're avoiding a lot of pain and pain in the ass. Yeah. But once you get a What working, have you tried? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, the configuration utility has a lot of settings now. That I'm not sure was in the original. It was uh, in some of the updates. So uh, when you launch a demo scene, for example, you can see, you can position but your Tuscany, camera. Tuscany, you mean? No, I'm saying the, the demo. We were in the room with the, the typewriter. Oh, oh, right, right. You can position the positional tracking camera and see really cool in real time. Um, it's it's edge, uh, field, it's of vision. field of view and where your head won't be tracked and will be tracked. Yep. I really like that. And that was actually a really cool demo. Um, and that demo in itself with the, the desk was really cool because you could look up to the, the plants and... Uh, the typewriter or whatever was you can there. lean in you get the full head tracking which is nice um yes which i just remembered something else to add for women testing but anyway okay um the other uh so that's a cool demo tuscany is there it supports positional tracking now um if you look online you can find couch nights which you don't need to download the it's just it's just a uh, uh, it's, it's just its own package. You don't need to download on a UE4 um, SDK. That's the game where two people sit in the same room and they mm-hmm. have little characters that yeah. jump around, that play inside the room. Yes, and work with multiplayer. You can actually set up on LAN or with Hamachi, I suppose, and play multiplayer. It looks gorgeous, UE4. Um, it's probably the most polished Oculus thing I've played so far. Um, I tried the um, Elite. I, done, I paid $75 for Elite Dangerous beta access. Jesus Christ, that's expensive. I can't wait to try that. Was Dude. It, does this support positional? It supports positional. I'll be damned. It's not as good as Valkyrie right now. In terms of what? Mm, well, okay. So one of the things I noticed immediately is I got to get a different pair of gaming headphones because my Astro A40s are too loose. And when I turn my head like that, they just flap around everywhere. Mm. Um I didn't have it's mouse and keyboard. I don't have a Hotas stick and it doesn't really work very well with the gamepad right now, or at least configuring it to work with a gamepad. It's a super complex, like, like early nineties style yeah. uh, space sim game. There's all sorts of management stuff. So there's not enough buttons on a gamepad basically, or at least I haven't been able to figure out a control scheme that works with a gamepad. So I was trying to fly it with a mouse and keyboard, which is not ideal. And y- your movement is, is it, I do have a side tech. Oh, you do? Yeah. An X58 or something? Yeah, I should bring that in next week. You should week. bring that in. Um, although that's just another thing to not work. So maybe it's not, sure. not the best idea. It's It was good. Like, it was really awesome. You could lean forward and see the controls. But, like, you know how in Lunar Flight, the the that weird LEM combat game, sure. you can kind of lean in to see what's on the screens, and then you get, it, like, tracks your eyes to let you use the cursor yeah. to change the things on the side screens. That stuff isn't working yet. So you can see all the screens, but you can't really do a whole lot with them. I don't know enough about the game. I, I didn't. I didn't take enough time to learn about the game to know how you can configure those panels and stuff like that. 
but the combat stuff was great. Like you're in a bubble dome spaceship, space fighter. You can do the drifting like you like in Battlestar where you shift on an axis. You can spin around. You can track. You like you can look up and see the guy that you're trying to pull around to so that you can line up the shot perfectly on the first try. And you're not just looking down the center of the cockpit. It, it, that stuff is fucking awesome. Awesome. Wow. Really, really good. I've always been impressed with the sound in the videos for that game. Did, did you have a good sound system you're trying to I, I was on uh, my headphones. Wait, does this sound all right? So, yeah, you and you when you set up that game, you say whether you're doing Oculus with headphones or Oculus with speakers. Oh, interesting. And I assume it configures uh, based on, like... It'll move the sound. It'll move the sound headphones. with your headphones, yeah. So, oh. like, yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't think that. it's worth 75 bucks. I'm not going to pay $75 for it because that's a lot of money. I'm probably um, going to buy it. I'm going to expense that. I'll be perfectly fine. Not frank. the beta, but I'll... Fuck that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, you should do that and expense Jesus it. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's going to be 50 when it comes out. But right? we yeah. want to play it for the video. Yeah, it's For definitely. the Oculus testing. Um, War Thunder also now supports DK2. War that's, Thunder is the, the combat game? Combat. Uh, it's already out. Um, and people have said that it's that works with best when you're actually flying a third person. Is it free to play? What's War Thunder? More from there, it's, a, it's like a free Battle play. 42 style air combat game. Tanks, huh. combat, tanks, um, planes. But it's also cross-platform between like PlayStation, Linux, and huh. PC and stuff. Um, and I played the, to- the a lot of uh, the guy who made the Studio Ghibli uh, demos yep. updated a lot of his for DK2. So I Solid. downloaded Totoro, the Totoro bus stop demo where you stand at the bus stop waiting for Totoro, waiting for the bus, and Totoro comes and gets on the cat bus. Oh, I haven't tried that. It's really good. There's the rain is Falcon. really cool in that. I haven't um, tried that one. I downloaded inside it. Inside of the, the uh, parts of the Falcon. Um, can you play? Can you play space chess? You can't. You can walk up to the space chess table, and behind it, you can actually see this glowing light that represents the uh, Jedi training droid. Okay. Uh, the flying one. You can stand in the center of it, and with uh, the the binaural binaural uh, audio, you can actually hear it flying around you. That's cool. Um, I tried the drive-in movie theater and the movie theater demo. Virtual FX, I think one of those is called. I can't remember what the other one's called. Uh, those were both okay. Like the video playback in the engine, because they're both Unity demos, the video playback was like rough frame rate, but mm. you could kind of look over and drive a car and all that stuff in the drive-in drive in theater one. Do you think that uh, this one will be, you'll be able to watch a movie with the DK2? I don't think I would ever do that. Because DK1 was way too low resolution. This is, but. you still have enough screen door that you're not going to want to do it. And right. the frame rate problems are... Well, are assuming s- they get rid of that. Sitting yeah. on that couch in couch nights... And the way the couch is oriented um, is that you're sitting uh, with a coffee table in front of you. You're on a two-seater. And to your right is a one-seater with another avatar there. Uh-huh. And across from you is another empty two-seater. I could imagine six people. And if you look to your left, there's a TV on the wall that shows a score. Oh. You can imagine like using that as a way to watch TV and, and uh, having social interactions and using you know directional positional audio. Well, so one of those theater apps has social interactions. Like you can you can start a lobby, people can connect to the lobby, yeah. come in, and you can either whoever hosts can either force everybody to watch the same thing from the internet, from like YouTube or whatever. From you basically get an HTML5 video URL and just watch that, or uh, but you can walk around the lobby, you can have sword fights and the whole thing. It seemed it's weird and kind of neat, like that Netflix for HBO Go uh, for Xbox 360 was. Um, Hey guys, what have you tried, you know Jeremy? Oh, yeah. what have you- I haven't. I've been in 3D printing land. The okay. thing is, I I got it working. I tried the demo, and then I was on the forums. I downloaded a few demos, but I didn't actually dive in anything because 
Um, I read my favorite thing that turned on the DK one is the lunar flight, and it, I read some posts from that guy saying he's having some troubles getting DK two working. It's going to be a few weeks, um, and he was I don't want to say complaining, but he was saying that they changed a lot between the earlier SDKs and the ones that got released. Yeah, and it just seemed kind of buggy at the moment. Um, plus the issues with uh, you know it didn't work as a direct device that it would display directly to you. you had to run as extended. It just seemed kind of messy. And I'm just going to wait a week or two before it's, I really dive in. It's definitely, definitely messy. Like if you're developing an app, then I would, a game for it, then go nuts. Uh, I'm going to hold off. I want to see the, I want to see Half-Life 2 and TF2 and stuff working on it too. So we have a real, cause I, I probably TF2 and Euro Truck Sim are the two things I spent the most time with the Oculus DK one with. I, I hope that the Euro Truck Sim guys update soon, although they were kind of late on DK one. Mm. Um, cause I would love to see how the head tracking, like if you can actually lean forward in DK two to see the consoles and the GPS and the rear view mirrors and all that stuff, I would love to try that. No. Do you guys, have you guys noticed, I'm not sure if this is in the software because it's using the AMOLED screen. If you are not positioned, I think it's probably the AMOLED screen. If you're, if you're not positioned uh, right in the center of the, uh, the, the lenses, you get the color distortion effect on the edge where it's almost like a TV. Oh, right. Um, chroma, I, chroma aberration. The, yes, chroma aberration where it's like the color split off and you have the, yep. the split between the red. Now, it's a cool effect. And in some games, you can yeah, actually like they force that in there right. uh, when you're not playing 3D um, in like UI and stuff. Um, I n- I've noticed that a lot. Yeah, I've read that too. Um, the they, other th- they tried to counter that in software for the DK1, right? But maybe they have to make more tweaks. And, I, and it, it goes away once you center the the lenses up. Oh, does it entirely? Um, maybe Hold not. On, what is the this? Fringes. The 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 blue and green fringes. Yes. If you look on the fringes of the lens as you look around, and if it's not your eyes aren't perfectly centered and your IPD isn't set right, then you can see the colors being split on the edge. So can you, how do you fix that? I couldn't fix that. And it makes me crazy. I don't think you can fix it. Well, he's saying if you get it you just right. Perfectly but I couldn't, like, I couldn't wiggle. Like, if well, one goes right, then the other goes right. wrong. I mean, it's a physics thing, right? So the, the pixels are displaying one color, but yeah. then they, it gets split by the lens in the red and blue. They bend at different rates. So what yeah. they did with the DK1 is they actually split it on the screen. So that it re-emerges more properly when it hits the lens. So maybe they just have to do more experiments with because it, it's new optics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the new lenses just need more time to fix that. In software. The new lenses are much nicer. Did you try the the I nearsighted the lenses? lenses? No, I, I ones. I want to see if they actually are be enough that I don't have to put contacts. They in. also are deeper. They're shallower. Or shallower. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing uh, that people have been talking about is that the FOVs changed. Yeah, that's no good. It's um, down 10 degrees. It's down from 110 to 100. I really did not notice I didn't all notice that at all. Difference. I kind of noticed that. You and, did? So yeah. when you put on the, the, the Oculus, you see more... You, yep. You know what? It's I did notice, but it was the actually, it was the inner eye. So if, oh, I, really? if, if I'm looking on the nose my, side? On the nose side. If I'm looking on with my left eye and I looked inside, I, I it actually, but combined, it actually squeezes it all in. You know what I'm talking about? Because yeah. both eyes combine. Um, so I guess I did notice a little bit. It's still enough for presence, yeah. but it's I did notice it. One of the things I liked so much about the DK1 was that field of view. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, without eye tracking, you're not really moving your eye as much as you're just moving your head for looking around. Yeah. You still, uh, I still move my eyes though. You can't you do, stop. You do. And I think Palmer and, and, and Nate and them said that they did it for performance reasons. Um, and obviously it's not final. Yeah. I thought that they said that it was, I, I thought they actually said it wasn't for performance reasons that it was because of the panel, but they were, 
I, I don't know. I, this is all like I picked up a lot of Oculus news. I apologize. I picked up a lot of Oculus news kind of in the background while I was reading message boards, trying to figure out how to get stuff to work Yeah. on, on like, like, cause it came at two o'clock on Monday afternoon while you were still in the truck. And I had spent all morning downloading demos and getting stuff ready to go in the hopes that I'd be able to just plug it in and it would work and we could shoot a video on Tuesday or Wednesday. But, uh, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, we're going to try to shoot. So the capture is going to be interesting a little weird because of the the renderer wonkiness. Um, we're gonna try to do that next right. Tuesday. You can't, or might, can you mirror? I guess no. You, well, you, you can. can take a monitor. And, I, I think what I'm gonna have to do is bring a monitor and I can yeah. rotate. But then I don't know how that's gonna work with our capture stuff. So we're gonna we're we're gonna bring it in next week. We're gonna try to figure it out. Hopefully, we'll have something on Wednesday. Uh, that we can so show you guys. Clarify, what Palmer said was that it wasn't for performance; it was just the limitation of the actual optics. Oh, okay, the optics, and not the performance, not the was lens. the, ben- extra, not the, the not benefit, the. side benefit from that. But they didn't choose to make that. You know what's optics. exciting for me though is just to end this on a good note: is that every time these guys have talked about DK2, and whenever the consumer version comes up, you always kind of get this sense that like. They have stuff in the lab that is just blowing away DK2. I, mean, I, I think they do. You know, and they're just not even excited about DK2 anymore because they've seen what they're actually shooting for. And so right. I'm sure that the that any issues that we have here is going to be worked out. Yeah, I think. Well, and remember, they said a couple of weeks before launch that there are some some hardware. There's some hardware stuff in DK2 that they already have fixed for consumer. Right. Uh, you know that that will be fixed in consumer that they uh, they just couldn't get into DK two and DK two was developed when they were independent. Now they they're fully funded. Yeah. They have all this back money from uh, Facebook, yeah. so they can kind of shoot for this guy. I hope they don't do a DK three. I think I, I don't think they will. I, I think I think I was really like I was pleased with what I saw. You know the screen door is still there. I think it's, that's it's not so much a square screen door as it is a weird. It's a little less noticeable, I think, because of the octagon shape. Motion tracking is awesome. The motion tracking is wonderful. Like it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. I, like I don't get motion sick. I I kept this on for Gina laughed. She came in at eleven o'clock, so I put it on at probably five. Got finally got it working and started playing Elite and just going through demos. And then I sat down and loaded up the movie theater and started watching Aliens, and. I had the thing on for five hours, six hours, probably all told. Wow. No, no eye discomfort even. So like in that regard. Glasses on? Your uh, contacts. Can't wear contact, glasses underneath. Contact. I, I don't wear glasses underneath because it scratches both the glasses and the lenses. Right, right, right. Um, I think you have to put contacts on if you're going to, if you're as blind as me. Um and I think that's something they have to address for consumer. Like they need a better. If you look at what Sony's done with Morpheus, that thing works great with glasses on. It's big and huge and bulky. But you have more light leak. Not really. Just a little tiny bit right around the bottom. And this one, I did notice there's more light leak in the frame. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that. I noticed some glare. Like light bounces in. You I think it's like, glare? I see a like a little. Like it's a circle. It's in the like lens. it's like up above, top right, top left, Depends bottom left, bottom right. From. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I was I was super I was very impressed. I love there's no breakout box. That's I, nice. That is wonderful. It's clean. Um, if you guys at home have stuff you want us to try, we have from it's Thursday now. We're doing this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Post in comments, preferably on tested.com, and we'll uh, we'll load up as much as we can try because we're trying to find the best demos there. It, like 
uh, that that I don't know if you guys saw it, but the demo site that Oculus has put up is pretty good. It doesn't have a DK2 filter yet, or it didn't the last time I looked. Just share the share share.oculus.com. Yeah. I think you need a developer account to use that, but but I'm I've gone down the most popular and highest rated list there for stuff that's DK2 compatible. We're always looking for more stuff. So if there are finished games or even like mostly finished like big games like Elite Dangerous that you think we should try let us know about those uh, we're going to keep going down the list and we'll, we'll find a big and I'll be testing it on a to uh, mid-range mid to low-range system that we built so Will has the higher end and yeah so so this is the on an old CPU with a GTX 780 I'm having a hard time keeping locked 75 frame, frames per second mm. on anything mm. uh, so that's that's also NVIDIA and ATI need to step it up a GTX what? 780 that's that's a new this one. generation the ti the it's the high end oh not the titan wow that's that's big card i bought it specifically for this and for video encoding like jesus so yeah. this next generation coming out this fall is going to be a pretty big deal i mean we need always need more power more power the video card guys should be super stoked about oculus <laughs> yeah because all of a sudden you need to upgrade your shit again wow. um uh anything else what we've been t- oh fire phone Norman Chan. That's what's not impressive. I want to see the Fire Phone. Do you Amazon have it here? Fire Phone. It's in my backpack. Oh. I'm not going to go grab it right I want now. to see. Uh, what, what, I will take it to lunch. What's the worst thing about it? The head tracking. What's the, what, is it good for anything? Is it, uh, has it exceeded your expectations in any way? The head tracking way? is completely, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. Is it? The head tracking is completely superfluous. Of course. Uh, we knew that. <laughs> completely superfluous. Is there like the UI stuff they do with it? You can do with the accelerometer. We talked about that last y- yes, week. Yes, exactly. Or a month yeah. ago. It, 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 I'm going to return the phone. Oh my God. I, I, I do, I'm well, like, just to my, be clear, you didn't pay I'm, for it and you're still going to return it. <laughs> I mean, we paid well, no, for it out of our tested budget. I have not expense it yet, so yes. I'm going I'm to return it and oh. not, have to, not have the company pay for it. I'm going to put my SIM card in there this weekend. Okay, use um, it as your phone. Use my phone, and then we're going to do our video, and I'm most likely going to return it. Because after using it for several days just for web browsing and, and email and trying to do basic stuff on it, nope. Is the, Have they improved the mail clients and stuff over the versions? that? Because the mail clients that are on, yeah, yeah, on the they, Fire tablets yes. were yeah, the like bad but not unusable. They're, they're fine. They're nothing special. Um, what? But the, the rendering 3D stuff, the, the parallax stuff is... It's almost useless. Mm. Uh, they hide some UI stuff, and you could tilt the phone to reveal the UI. Have you tried auto scroll? It doesn't doesn't really work. Okay, it's, it's not eye tracking. It's not eye tracking. No. Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> you were so sure of that. Word. I thought that they were going to use it to collect data. <laughs> Amazon's shares have tanked since the Fire Phone came out. I and sold. Their I report. sold way before that. I'm so happy. You you chose wisely. They lost like 15 percent in the last week, so it's been a bad week for I them. Saw. Uh, I guess that'll do it for what we've been testing. I'm going to play some music, and then we're going to take some questions. Nia, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. Damn it, Brad. You started late with the video. What I don't happened? even know what's going on. The email address is podcast at tested.com. Uh, the Giant Bomb guys last week on their podcast were talking mess about our podcast alias. Do you remember this, Norm, when we first started? I was a. They made me a mail admin to make the aliases we need, and I took editors and pod and podcast at. And because whoever set up the aliases for Gmail for Google Apps for your domain didn't know how to do that shit right, they just didn't set up. Like that's why Bombcast is Bombcast at GiantBomb.com instead of Podcast at GiantBomb.com. 
the we'll Lock podcast four-year-old beef came out last week on the giant bombcast i'm not gonna let that shit stand it's not me it's because our it support was lackluster you still at best. give it up what don't give it up i'm not gonna give it up right, i'm gonna okay. if they're lucky i'll switch our emails with their emails next week because we still have their they're still their emails still all of our, on our shit CBS can't get their email addresses set up right. I'm just saying, like, I can. I am the admin for Giant Bomb's mail domain. I will destroy you, motherfuckers. If you have an email address, the email address is podcastattested.com. If you have an email address? If you have an email. Oh, yeah. If you have a question, right. you can send written questions or audio questions. Please keep the audio questions short and make sure they don't sound like they were recorded uh, while you are in a space shuttle going to outer space. Should I make sure that you can download them? That's a different thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> our first question, all written this week, comes from Matthew. Matthew says, hey, guys, I've been watching your video series for the printer bot simple, and I've been thinking about the purchase of a 3D printer for some time. Do it. I think I'm about ready to dive in. I'm looking to get into getting the simple maker's kit. I know you built the metal version, but I wonder what are your impressions of the printer and the quality of prints compared to more expensive printers like the MakerBot, and if the quality would differ between the metal and wooden frames of the two printer bots. Um and while at times while watching your build, I wasn't sure the instructions were clear enough to build the printer myself, but it seems like with a little common sense, it was actually easy enough and worth it to learn how the printer is assembled. However, I do have worries about calibration. Wouldn't want to damage anything as it would take some time to get a replacement ship from the U.S. Finally, do you think it's worth buying the XL upgrade kit rather than a potential early upgrade to another printer? Printing slightly larger objects in a place to hold the spool off the bat seem useful to have. Uh, okay. Wait, you can get an XL upgrade for the yeah, simple? Yeah, they have a bigger print bed for it. For the simple? For the simple. Didn't know that. I don't know if they have one for the simple metal. Wait, so with the bigger print bed, you have to, it's not just the bed. It's also the X, Y axis. I think that the X axis, the, y, the Z axis, you mean, the one that goes up. Stays the same. Yes. And the X, Y axis And the axis bed changes. is larger. Yeah. Is so the right? bed includes the X, Y axis. It's not as simple as just changing the plate. Well, yeah, but in order to change the Y axis, you would need to change a bit about the rest of the machine, yeah. not just the bed. Yeah, so it's it's it's. I didn't know that. I thought the XL was for a different bot. I think the printer bot simple XL upgrade with spool rack is for the wooden printer, not for the ah, so metal printer. So, and the wooden by default is actually only what four by four by four print area. It's cupcake size, basically. Whereas yeah. the metal is six by six by six. Is it six by six by six or is it six by four by six? Six by six by six. Okay. Um, I feel like the simple is a good place. To, the simple metal is a good place to start. I probably wouldn't buy a wooden one if the since the metal one isn't particularly more expensive. Right. Uh, just because the maintenance on keeping the wooden one like those over time, the way those are constructed with the slots, the nut slots and the nuts, they they get loose because the wood contracts and the the screws and the nuts bite into the wood. So you're always having to tighten them down. Um, at least that's the case with our replicator one and our thingamatic and our cupcake. So I, I bought the metal one because I think the metal one is the way to go if this option isn't too much more expensive. Um, the heated bed lets makes it easier to break stuff loose. I don't think it's strictly necessary. I think PLA is great. If you, you get good at putting blue painters tape down and you can buy blue painters tape in really wide sheets now, which makes it much easier. Um, get like a little hard plastic squeegee to help scrape bubbles out as you put the tape down. That's the if you if you ever put a screen cover on your iPhone, it probably comes with something that's probably about perfect. Um, I think that's it for me. Okay, I, I feel like the things you get by having the bigger build platform aren't worth the additional cost. Um, and and the neat thing about a three D printer is you'll be able to unload that 
assuming you're someplace where there's people who are interested in 3D printing at all for cost for a, a little bit under what you call you, like your depreciation on a new 3d printer isn't much like if you want to upgrade your printer route simple in two years to something that is bigger faster or better you'll be able to get four or five hundred bucks back out yeah of it, I, I saw think. someone was selling on on reddit i hate keeping that's like third time i mentioned reddit but somebody sold their printer about Jeremy simple Williams Red, reddit for five hundred dollars which is only a hundred bucks less than they paid for it yeah which is great yeah so um i would say jump in if you don't have cad skills you're probably like learn learn to you spend some time with SketchUp or one two three D design and stuff like that, and see uh, see what you think. And I vouch for assembled man. I know that you that you don't learn as much, but it's if you're short on time, I would go for it because it doesn't cost much more at all. And and like I mean sixty more dollars. The calibration stuff you're gonna have to do either way. It's a little bit easier with the assembled. It sounds like from talking to you. Well, like my I didn't have my axes wrong. I didn't have to troubleshoot that stuff like that. Right. So it's just you know good to go. But I'm also comfortable taking things apart if I have to. Mm-hmm. And and that design, the design of that printer is super easy to take apart. Like you can look at it and see how it works. Um, I don't know how they manage cables in the bottom because that ended up being a real snarl on ours. I got to go back and fix that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it is like the the business end of that printer is all pretty easily accessible. Um, and but I, I mean, again, I think the assembly is it's like a four hour process. They're thereabouts, even if you have problems. And between our video and their instructions, you'll be able to figure it out. Like, right. I think we made all of the major mistakes that you can make from following their kind of admittedly lackluster instructions. Um, Caleb asks, uh, I want to try and go to my first Comic-Con next year. As you guys are vets of the venue, I was hoping to get some first-timer tips. First off, I know tickets sell out very quickly. What is a good strategy for giving yourself the best chance of getting tickets, and how do you figure out when they are going to go on sale? Secondly, how much money should I expect to spend in expenses, tickets, hotel, food, travel, etc.? Not to mention what I'm sure will be a healthy amount of merch. Thanks, guys. Tested rocks. Oh boy. Uh, also, please tell Joey that he does an awesome job on tested content. I'm an AV guy myself, and I really appreciate the time of time and effort that that kind of work takes. Uh, and Joey has clearly got to be a miracle worker, as are many people of the enterprise. Just it doesn't make sense from there on out. But anyway, Plus he one. wanted to give Joey a shout out. I agree. Joey's rad. We we cannot say enough kind things about Joey. Um. Okay. There are a lot of variables here. I think. I don't know how you get tickets because we always get press tickets or professional tickets or something that just happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. assume. Yes. I assume that you have to subscribe to a mailing list and then obsessively watch email over a period of like 36 subscribe hours. To the, their Twitter. <laughs> um, but Some they go, of us get press tickets. How fast does it sell out? I, hours. Minutes. Wow. Five minutes. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even you know, getting press yeah. tickets is hard and we're accredited. We are legitimate press. You know, we're not the New York Times, but we're as legitimate as you can get on the Internet, I think, at this point. Um, The the how much to spend like there's a wide range. You can spend two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars a night on hotel or you can spend seventy dollars a night on hotel. It all depends on how much time you want to spend in the car driving back and forth, whether you want to be able to walk to the con. Um, I think all in is about two thousand dollars. If you if you go big. No, no plane tickets on, and everything. Average, yeah, that's what like. Is there a like news story that you, makes you think that? No, it's from experience. Okay. Well, you're also heavily uh, merch oriented, perhaps. 
I think including plane tickets and hotel no, for, plane for all tickets, five days. Plane tickets will do it. You're yeah. saying and food and everything. Yes. So when you used all to come in. as an attendee, yes, that's what you budgeted. It was all two in, grand. But you should budget around two thousand. And was that stay, That was staying at like the Super Eight or the Roadway Inn or something. No, right? Staying at the far, the Holiday Inn, far away. You know, their hotels the, the, on the shuttle path. Okay. What was the most expensive merch you bought this year? Uh, two hundred dollars for three posters, a set. Nice. Um, they're really beautiful. I'll show you a picture. Um, as we continue talking. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, 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 it is a huge investment. If you live in San Diego, obviously it makes it much easier. Or even in like Orange County, um, you can come down for the day. But uh, but yeah, it's it's and food is expensive. Like food in the convention center is 15 bucks for something terrible. Bring food, food in the hotels adjoining the convention center is 15 bucks for something that's moderately better. Yeah. Food in the gas lamp is what, 40 bucks a person if you sit down to eat someplace and have a beer pretty much. Um Depends on where you go. Go, I know. Try to go with friends. Pack yourself in a room. You you can you can get by with like a thousand dollars. I'll spend if if you uh if you pack it in. Well, and the other thing I know a lot of people do, and I I see both sides of this this argument is that if you get up in line, get up early, get in line, and and get on some of the toy lines for Mattel and Lego and Hasbro and that stuff, do that. You can not worth it. Yeah, don't buy stuff to flip. Just work work more. Yeah, I love those. Um, what'd you get, Norm? I want to say. Uh, next question. Comic Con's fun. Everybody should go once. Oh, those are really good. The three surviving. To Sixty. Who did those? I forget the guy's name. I have another one of his. But you know, spe- just about Comic Con, real quick. Have it, you ever been, it, Jeremy? No, and I'd like to. But you know, maybe next year. But if I grew up in the '80s in Virginia, and if anybody had told me when I hit puberty that someday there would be a place with countless beautiful women wearing video game costumes and men well <laughs> yes but if You're anybody saying when, when i was going through puberty i was more you know Fair enough. concerned with the women and if anybody told me that there would be a place in the world in the future where there'd be people wearing costumes that they made for video games and fantasy related materials i would have told you from another dimension i mean that is just so unlike my experience of life. Norm doesn't. Norm didn't grow up. Remember, Norm grew up in the era when nerds were cool. No, he didn't. He I, didn't get swirlies. Um. Okay. It's a good time to be alive. Yes. Yes. Uh, a better recommendation also is don't go to Comic Con. There are so many other conventions around the country, or maybe close to your area. PAX or one of the local cons. PAX is also difficult to get into, but a New York Comic Con, a Wonder Con, those don't sell out immediately, and cheaper and and. In Anaheim, hotels are better. Situations better. Don't don't jump into a comic con. It's 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 too much and over commercialized at this point. You're saying comic cons, um, the World Series. Uh, I mean, if you're in the area, you can get away with going to a lot of the stuff peripheral around comic con. We had a lot of people came to our party that didn't yeah. have badges. They were yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. I just came down for the party and to walk around the gas lamp and see what people right. were wearing. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. If you're in the area, I mean, don't fly for that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fly cross country or even along the coast just for uh, an evening. Um, I, I've been to Comic Con enough at this point for work stuff that I feel like probably I wouldn't. I would be fine not going again. Like I feel like it's something you go to once or twice and be, for the most part, get what you need from it. Like get the experience of being there with 120,000 people. And I, I'm okay. I understand. I understand what's happening. I don't, I don't need to. You go had see. your party this year, though. That must have been. Oh, it was amazing. Quite different. It was wonderful. Yes, and looked amazing. It was a lot of work. But it was one like it was totally paid off. It was really, really amazing. Yeah, it was great. To, I mean, we talked about this on Still Untitled this week. Um, 
or maybe yeah, this week it, it was, it was all, like the tested audience always blows me away mm. because they're gracious and smart and have interesting both vocations and avocations. And it gets wonderful to talk to those guys and, and, and girl and women. Uh, and like we had an hour where we let them, they came in before everybody else and just kind of got to walk around and look at stuff and, and chat. And, and we had a good time. Uh, take, took a lot of pictures Picture of Norm with Skrillex. I saw that. Um, longtime tested fan Skrillex, you know. Uh, Clearly. It's, it's, yeah, the, like that is a completely different thing. But I'm just saying if I, if it, if I were just a civilian, yes. if I weren't going for work. Like when we were at Whiskey Media and I didn't have a reason to be at Comic-Con, I was okay with that. I am not a super fan. It was fun to go and get the spectacle and watch everything and, and experience that. But we've been to other stuff. Like you get a lot of the same stuff at PAX. You get a lot of the same kind of like, like the, the, the wonderful, the feeling you described, the communal feeling of being surrounded by people who like at least some subset of the same things that you like and are into them. And you can have like, we take it for granted because like when we were at future, we could sit down and have a conversation about the merits of quake three versus unreal tournament at over, over burritos at lunch. Right. Like that was a thing that happened constantly. Those kinds of conversations about nerdy shit that at the time prior to starting working there where I was surrounded by other people who into video games and comic movies and and all science fiction and all the shit that I love. Like I didn't have anybody I could talk to about that stuff when I lived in the, in the real world. And you get, that's one of those things you get at Comic-Con that is wonderful. You don't have to go to Comic-Con for that. You can go to your local cons. I think is what Norm's trying to say. You can go to PAX. You can go to... There's like 17 PAXs now, I think. There's, they have them in Australia and San Antonio and Boston and all sorts of places. There's a bunch of smaller cons. Uh, there's FanFest. There's Star Wars Celebration, which sells out in like 30 seconds. There's tons of other stuff. You can, you can get that everywhere now. It's not just a Comic-Con. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of people. It's Comic Con is fucking full. <laughs> too many people there. Um, our last question. I don't. Oh, Nick says, "Hey guys, when will the hashtag bullshit end?" I think I think he's talking about like when you watch TV. It sounds rhetorical, and it, it says, <laughs> "I don't have an answer." It's more, it's more it's an existential thing. Yeah. When will the hashtag full It's a end? statement. That is, that is something Buddha would say. Yeah. This is, but this is something that started like back Buddha. in the 90s. When will the hashtag bullshit end? AOL keyword Nissan, right? Remember yep. that? Yes. And then it was, they put the URLs because enough people had real internet that they could just figure out that www and .com weren't scary. Yep. And then they went to Facebook pages. For a while, there was Friendster stuff, I think, maybe. I don't know. Yep. Now it's hashtags and Twitter and. Hashtags are useless. I don't think I don't think anybody uses. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday that said basically the only people using hashtags now are advertisers and people who are being sarcastic about hashtags. Yeah, people being sarcastic and it, it it is it has become part of uh, it is a tool for marketers. Like, yes. No, a tool for conversation. When you like it, the hashtag says like it's either sarcasm or comedy or yeah. but you use it uh, ironically. Not ironically. Almost exclusively ironically. I, the the popular sarcastically, the popular understanding of the word ironic is yep. how people use yeah, it. Isn't it ironic, Norm? Like packing like packing your tweets with hashtags. Yeah. Hashtag irony. Hashtag. Yeah. There's a skit. There's a bit. It's not very funny anymore. Um, that's it for mail this week. The email address is podcast at tested.com. Jeremy Williams, where can people find you and or your work? 
on the interwebs. Uh, game fraud. AOL keyword AOL, Jerry Williams. AOL keyword game frame. Uh, Gamefraud.me or ledsec.com. Where, where is .me? Did we talk about this already? I don't know. That's a good Mesopotamia? I, I knew that at one point. Maybe it's one of these uh, custom, you know, just like a unique, you know, dot business domains. You know, it's like dot, you can buy dot cool now. Really? As of last week. Yeah. I'll be right back. How much are they expensive? <laughs> no, they're cheap. I just buy, I get them all mine through a uh, hover. Hover. Hover's great. We do, they don't advertise with us. I'm a big fan of hover. Hey, hover. If you're listening to the podcast, advertise with us. Oh, dot Emmy is the internet country code top level domain for Montenegro. No. Oh. The ME top-level domain replaced the .yu Yugoslavia and .cg.yu domains previously used by Serbia and Montenegro. So there you go. Um, Norman Chan, where can people find you? Tested.com? Tested.com. It's a good place. It's good. I'm here. I'm in the same place. I'm also on Twitter. I oh. am I am on Twitter. I send you Twitter messages. I know, I know. And, but this is like so cool now because I'm finally discovering Twitter because of the game frame thing. And so I'm, I'm like getting messages on there that I don't, I don't even know about until like days later when I actually log into Twitter. But I, I'm Are starting, you still using Google Plus? I'm starting to do it more. And so I'm kind of enjoying Twitter for the first time. Twitter's good. I like Twitter. And so I'm at Jareware. There's a lovely, there's a lovely, like the one-to-many, one-to-one kind of relationship of Twitter is the neat thing. The fact that you can follow people who don't follow you back and, and yeah. like find out what they're interested, find out what people you think are interesting or interested in, super useful. And mandated brevity. It's, um, yeah. I'm big on that. Mandated brevity is a wonderful, like I don't ever want to see a 4,000 word blog, uh, uh, forum post again. That shit's too long. You should just cut it out. Agreed. Um, uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of This Is Only a Test. Today's outro is brought to you by 333. There are a ton of really good outros on our forum. People submit these every week. They do it by typing raw audio, raw outro song file into Google. It's the first result. It's a forum post on Tested. And then they upload the their edited versions. So they download the template. They cut out something dumb that we've said on one of the many videos or podcasts that we do. And then they upload it to a service like SoundCloud. Now, this is where things the go wrong. Screw nuts bite into the wood. It was so good up until now. Yeah, it was wonderful, right? The yeah. user participation, everybody's contributing. I love that stuff. The problem is SoundCloud, by default, most people, when they upload stuff, it's set to not let other people download. Now, there are ways around this. I could cheat and use HTML5 elements in the developer console in Chrome. I'm, not, I'm lazy. I'm not going to do that. You need to make sure that the checkbox that says allow motherfuckers to download this file is checked because if the little downward arrow is not on the SoundCloud embed when you put in the forums, I'm never going to play it on the show. Um, it's just it's not it's not me. It's just the way these things are. You know, it's not personal. It's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't respect your work. It's that I would have to do some hacker ass shit to get the video, the audio file here. And I don't have time for that because usually this is the last thing I do before we start the show. So today's outro is brought to you by 333. Um, if you would like me to maybe have a chance of playing your outros, go back and look at them. See if the download thing is checkmarked uh, on SoundCloud. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, today's outro is 333. Hey, Jibo. I need a mac and cheese recipe. Oh. Hi there, I didn't see you. Jimo! Jimo, order pizza. Jimo! Jimo, make me a sandwich. Jimo! Jimo, I need to feel love. Jimo! Why 2015? Why? 
Chibo! <laughs> that was really funny. Wow. That's the first time I've ever Chibo! been in an outro. Really? Yeah. I think, I think so. it's great. It's still I going, I think. It's great. Chibo. Chibo! Yeah, it's really good. Why would you not like to say Chibo? I just want to say Jeebus. <laughs> Can I add a quick story post uh, outro? Yeah. We used to have a whole segment post outro where we did fake outtakes you, because of you. It was called how, how Hungry Can Norm Get? You cursed a, m- a moment ago, which made me think of something. Okay. Um, I was, and this is totally benign, but I was totally, I was watching your um, Comic-Con thing, and the very first thing you say on your very first Comic-Con video this year is, oh my God, we're at Comic-Con. Like, that's the first line out of your mouth. Yeah. Well, I had the volume up, and my four-year-old walked in at that exact moment. Oh, no. And then, like, I just turned it off, like, thinking nothing of it. And then 30 seconds later, she says, what does oh my God mean? And I, I was like, oh, well, it means kind of Wow. And, but we, we kind of say, oh, my gosh, at school and things like that, because some people think, oh, my God, it's a little sounds a little strong. She says, why? She says, yeah, what, what is God? And I had to go into this whole discussion with her dun, because dun, of, of dun, what you said. Dun, and, I was, dun, and I was like, well, you know, some dun, people believe dun, 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 that there's this. I was just like, honey, it just means, wow, let's just leave it at that. And it was a it was a complicated, overly complicated moment. That I, I didn't expect to have. I'm sorry, and I guess I don't know. <laughs> you you brought religion into our house. We I'm so sorry, actually, because of all the people to bring religion into your house, I am the least qualified. Um, we I, it amazes me how much little sponges they are, because yep. because we had like we have we're in the thing now where it's, we were talking to somebody and they're like, you know, you really shouldn't say good job for everything because it kind right. of devalues that's it, right? right? I don't understand. I think that's the reasoning. I don't know why. You have to be specific. Yes. Nice work on this. So I said, instead of saying good job, we should just say fucking A. <laughs> and then, of course, I hear behind me, fucking A. <laughs> like, oh, that might not have been good. This is going to... Where's my rent? That's stuff, give me money now. See, my feeling is that stuff is fine until it hits the school you and now. you get calls from parents. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to be the, the how long the, where the virus starts. How long before you can recreate? Recreate what? The funnier die, Wolf Harrell. Oh, the landlord baby. Landlord baby. I could do that right now, probably. She's still right. parent. Should do that right now. It's perfect. I don't think it'd be that funny. Yes, it would. I saw a kid at Comic Con wearing a gonk droid costume. No, no, Jeremy no. Williams. Do you know what a gonk droid is? Gonk. Yes, yes, gonk. Gonk. Yeah, from the uh, the, the sand crawler. Sand crawler. Yes. It was awesome. He was like three feet. We were she, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't see the kid. I just saw two trash cans glued together with some lights <laughs> on the front and like uh, vet dryer duct legs That's and funny. big square feet. It was amazing. That's great. It was a really good costume. Um, you pay now. I'm so sorry for bringing religion into your house. Amen. Do you have to? Do you have to explain how far down the hole did you get? Uh, I think I got out. Early enough to that, uh, who can say? Who like, can did say? you have to talk about Santa Claus too? No, because <laughs> I figure Easter uh, Bunny, Santa Claus, all that stuff goes to get Tooth Fairy, all of that stuff, and and organized religion, same category. <laughs> Choose yeah, your deities. Right. It, there is some overlap. Age four, it gets complicated. God, Buddha, Jesus, help me. <sighs> yeah, all we'll right. we'll see you guys next week. Bye.